Trevor Ickrath, how do you want to keep still in Flynn? Uh, 20 minutes past Erica Badu's proposed start time. You know that Erica, she's she's always, she's notorious for being late. And both of our feet, I think, feel pretty gnarly at the moment. Yeah, I feel miserable right now. I was at Disneyland all day, so mine were already fairly tender to begin with. And then, I thought I'd just ask you, sitting here ground, waiting for Erica Badu to eventually show up. If you could just tell me how you're feeling. Um, definitely, definitely feeling everything so far today. You know? Yeah. But, yeah. I'm gonna push through it, make it through that last ever gorilla set. It's just like you have to just survive long enough to get to this set, you know? This big mystery box of a set. Alright, I'll, I'll, we'll check back in if this goes on much longer and we'll do another one. Oh. Maybe it's time to let the old ways die Maybe it's time to let the old ways die Takes a lot to change a man Hell, it takes a lot to try Maybe it's time to let the old ways die Nobody knows what ways for the dead Nobody knows what ways for the dead Some folks just believe in the things they've heard and the things they read Nobody knows what ways for the dead I'm glad I can't go back to where I came from I'm glad those days are gone, gone for good if I could take spirits from my past and bring them here You know I would, you know I would Maybe it's time to let the old ways die Maybe it's time to let the old ways die It takes a lot to change your plans Hell, a train to change your mind Maybe it's time to let the old ways die Oh, maybe it's time to let the old ways die Hello and welcome to Hallelujah Monkeys for Demon Days Los Angeles. It takes a lot to make a podcast about a giant music festival. It does. Uh, I'm Trevor Ickrath. I'm Dylan Flynn. Dylan, I don't know about you, but listening to that that clip that we played at the beginning, that has sent me straight Vietnam style into some pretty gnarly flashbacks. <laughs> it was transportive, to say the least. I think uh, I think today's episode is going to be interesting. It's going to be meditative. We're going to we're going to go into the heart of Demon Days, perhaps the heart of darkness itself, and uh, and I think it would behoove us probably to just get caught up on what happens between the end of that last emergency episode where we were all in the in the DoubleTree hotel room that Thursday night 
up until the morning of the fast. What do you think? Sure. Should we lay it all on the table, just like get out in front of it? Our experience at Demon Days was not quite the miraculous adventure that took place almost one year ago at the Forum in Los Angeles. It was a beast of a very different shape, of a very different theme and vibe. And- a, a year a year ago, the angels were in our favor, but this year, it seemed like the only thing we could find were demons. It's true, it's true. Titularly appropriate for the festival itself. But that doesn't mean that this won't be an interesting experience. Oh no, of course not. This is a, I think we're gearing up for a real classic for a real classic of an episode, Trevor. Right. Like you said, <laughs> deep into the heart of the Demon Days Festival we go. When when we last spoke to you, we had set out our plans to take Arthur to breakfast, to celebrate the, the conclusion of the Gorillas project in this phase. And then shortly thereafter, I, I kind of bungled. I made, a, I made a bad judgment call. I thought that Arthur had sent me a text that we could have breakfast with him the morning of the festival. So I decided that me and Maxon should go to Disneyland. We did that Friday. <laughs> well, Going to Disneyland with you and Maxon sounds like an emotionally exhausting experience. And also like a podiatrally exhausting experience. It's yeah. probably not the best pre-gaming for an all-day music festival to walk around Disneyland for eight hours. No, I feel like a lot of the <laughs> things we got up to the day before Demon Days were probably not the best pre-gaming activities. So we weren't really in a in a great state going into the festival honestly you know we were kind we were of a little bit exhausted we were a little sleep deprived we were a little tired we were a little cranky it was 90 degrees out when we pulled up to that fairground it sure was and uh, and the 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 first thing that happened was uh, it became clear that to meet up with arthur that morning was not going to work arthur had an early early morning plans uh, ahead of him so we had to we had to say okay we'll play it by ear we got your number how hard can it be i'm sure we'll run into you soon now i remember specifically having texted you to figure out when you were on your way to the hotel and then me and maxon waiting in the lobby when you were just a few minutes out and i think we have some audio of that should we should we play that sure let's take a listen okay i don't feel a lot of fear stress anxiety nothing like that me i feel like Weirdly calm, I feel excited for anything that the universe is going to yeah. throw our way today. I yeah. feel like um, it's all a gift, you know? I agree. Just seeing this show is enough for, for the Gorillaz fan and me to feel like what an incredible opportunity. Yeah, it's, I, just, I, I feel like I know there's a celebration that's about to happen. I feel like it's, I don't know, I just feel like it's going to be a really good day. I feel I, like I feel like maybe for narrative purposes, that's not the most exciting place for a story to start, but I can't help it. I just feel very, I feel very Dow right now. I feel- I'm with you, I'm with you. Incredibly in the moment. I feel like, you know, I feel like I feel like there's no version of this set list that's gonna disappoint me. There's no version of this day that's gonna disappoint me. And like, I love this project, I love this podcast, I love you and I love Trevor, and whatever we get today is just, Gold on top of gold. A couple of Zen masters there. <laughs> now, Dylan, I, w- I, w- I want to talk to you about, um, you know, you're, you're a well-read gentleman. Sure. And I wanted to talk to you about a literary concept. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. It's called dramatic irony. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's where, it's where you know something. Your characters don't know it yet. <laughs> Have you ever heard the uh, expression famous last words? Of course, yeah. Classic, <laughs> classic expression. I think, I think the ones you were speaking in that clip might qualify i i definitely i think that there's definitely omens abound and and i just love 
I just love the vibe we are there. Just like everything, you know, it's just like the universe, man. We're just so zen. We're so zen. It's going to be a great show. We we were pretty optimistic, though. I mean, things were things were definitely going in our favor early that weekend because I don't think we've mentioned this on the show yet. But we got we were able to at the last minute score some press passes for this event, which was a, which was a big up in the air thing. It was kind of like the the fear, of course, the main fear, of course, was getting gear into the venue. I mean, right? As you as anyone who listened to our last live episode remembers, we had to sneak our recording equipment uh past the the forum's security uh by you exploiting your uh some would call it a disability i wouldn't uh (laughs) and and telling the security agent working there that our recording device was a hearing aid yeah uh and 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 i guess the the additional fear was that when they posted the laundry list of security guidelines for what you could and couldn't bring into demon days the day before the festival yeah the feeling was that that they were running a pretty tight ship there, and we were pretty nervous. But it, but actually, while Maxton and I were bombing around Disneyland, we got an email saying, yep, got your press passes, they'll be at will call. So, hallelujah, monkeys, indeed. And uh, And I had some little misadventures earlier on in the day before that clip you heard, but as a matter of fact, just a few moments after that last clip, you pulled up, and I think that we did a pretty good job of catching you and the listener up on, on what happened that morning. Should we listen to that? Well, let's take a listen. Trevor's here. Hello, welcome to Hallelujah Monkey. Trevor, thanks for coming on the show. For Demon Days. My name is Dylan Flynn. My name is Trevor Ickrath. Take this. Now that you're here, I thought you could hear some stories. Sure. Fun story time. Stories. So, I bought. I went to like a Walmart this morning and I got the, a bottle of water or a water bottle and, and then I was like, fuck it. I should just go to the venue, see if I can pick up our pass. What I learned is that the people who work at Pico Rivera are very nice. Okay. And not very good at keeping you out of places you probably shouldn't be. Great. So I ended up kind of in the in the behind the scenes area of I, what I think was stage B. Showed up to the will call area, which is where we're going to be getting that thing. But the people who are working there, they clearly didn't know anything yet. Those people were showing up later. So I just wandered around by the B stage. And I got to hear the band sound checking, sound checking with hypnotic brass. Fun. And they did broken like four times with hypnotic brass. All right. I heard the fuck out of that. And then they did sweepstakes like three times. Sweepstakes. So most death watches. Head north on North Montebello. I mean, if they played it three times. Yeah. They're practicing it for the show. They're getting ready. Yeah. I don't know if somebody was doing a bit. I don't know what this is. Somebody said that they sound checked song two? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Turn right yeah. onto San Gabriel Boulevard. On top of that, so there was this K Rock session yesterday mm-hmm. where they did an acoustic set. It's not all up yet, although Maxon and I watched Sukai and it was so good. Nice. At the end of that session, apparently Shay Adelaide was like, I hope you're coming to that festival tomorrow because there's some crazy surprise stuff happening. Nice. And I was thinking, like, what could really move the needle on a Shea Adelaken, who really seems like he's so kind of just dude. down for whatever, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I was thinking about, like, our predictions where it's like, new genius isn't going to make Shea Adelaken say that. No. I don't even know if most Def showing up is going to make Shea Adelaken say that, because he's played with them several times on this tour. Yeah, yeah. So it just, it just, it feels like, like, let's cautiously raise the hype meter a little. Sure, sure, I'm, I'm psyched. It definitely seems like some wild shit's going to happen. Yeah. 
Miracles happen at Gorilla Show. They do. Miracles happen. There we are raising the hype meter. Should we have been doing it? <laughs> uh, Who knows? You know, it's a good question. It's a central question, I think. But what juicy details <laughs> to chew on, you know? Hypnotic Brass Ensemble being there and them playing sweepstakes three times. That's got to make you think that most deaf is going to be in that building. And then there's that bizarro news bomb about them sound checking song two by blur the woo hoo song i didn't know what to make of that seriously that was the weirdest thing that we'd heard going into this festival so far amid a few weird things i mean i i didn't know what to make of that i thought it was just folks on the discord having a laugh i truly truly bizarre or just the band having a laugh and deciding to play uh one of damon's old songs for the sound check just to have some fun sure sure i guess now's a good place to we we mentioned their miracles happen at gorillas shows and they do they definitely do but sometimes also you know curses omens yeah and i thought maybe throughout the show i could i could keep a little running tally of like demon days blessings and demon days curses as we go sure i think that'd be fun to decide whether our second live episode is either blessed or cursed. Yeah, why not? So I figure definitely getting a press pass, that's a that's a that's a blessing. Yep. And being allowed to wander around backstage at Demon Days and uh, hear some of that sound check, also a blessing. So there's two right off the bat. Nice. We're looking good. Looking pretty good. We should talk about I I I think there's also when you talk about miracles happening at gorilla shows, I think there's an important distinction to make between concerts like the one we went to last year and music festivals. It's so different. Music festivals are an entirely different beast. Now that we've gotten to the point in our story where we've rolled up to the Demon Days Festival, let's kind of set the scene. The Pico Rivera venue, how, how big would you say it was? Spitballing it, it was probably like the size of a medium-sized college campus, I would bet. Sure, but but whereas most college campuses are, are built on nice kind of airy, grassy turfs, the landscape of this music festival grounds was all this kind of horrid, mulchy dirt material. It smelled sort of vaguely of fertilizer. It smelled like manure. It was hard to walk on. It made sitting a real decision you had to make. And it also would sort of sneak into your shoes yep. and, and your socks. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was it was definitely <laughs> a carpeting of the of the demons. I think you and I both agreed <laughs> we would have had like not exaggerating a 10 to 20 percent better time at demon days if there had been grass for sure absolutely for sure yeah i mean you know pico rivera is right in the middle of the goddamn desert so i understand yeah and it was boiling all day it sure was okay so uh en route to the venue we were we were discussing kind of the significance of this evening and the end of this project i thought we'd play a little of that i know specifically we were uh, chatting about sukai so let's hear that we were listening to sukai and i i just i love that part so much when the trans uh since come in mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. because trans is asking the questions that sukai answers so cool do you dance like this forever and then sukai says no Not forever but let's tonight let's yeah. have a thing yeah you know? And it's about this festival. I know, it's going to be I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry when that song gets played. I'm really looking forward to it. Might, tonight might make that my favorite song on the Now Now, to be honest. And I would probably say it's become my number one. And you know what's, you know what's so great about it is that it's, it's, it's the same format as Demon Days, where Demon Days is, like, struggling with the end of the world, and then it has this, like... Seems like it should be corny sentiment on paper at the yeah, end, but yeah. it's so earnest that it's like beautiful. Mm -hmm. And tr and and the now now is like similarly ruminating, struggling with this this. Uh, I'm so unhappy in pop music. Do I need to keep doing this forever? 
And then Sukai has that Demon Days moment where he lays out this potentially corny sentiment, I will always think about you, but it's just so heartfelt that it just, it just like wraps all around you. And then, and then it made me realize that it's really what, what the now now is, is the, is the phase one Gorillaz album with Demon Days structure. Love it. It's so cool. Yeah. Honestly, if this is the end of the project, he could not have left us with a more beautiful send-off, I don't I, I think the Now Now is a, and Sukai is a, are both really appropriate punctuation marks at the end of this portion of the Gorillaz story. If, if, in fact, Gorillaz as we know it is done after this phase, I could see the Now Now becoming my second favorite Gorillaz album. Hard same. Hard same from Max and Sandstrom. Hard same from, from Dylan Flynn a week later. I, I stand by all those ideas and thoughts. I think it's a special record. It's great. You know, Dylan, I got to say, you, you started out this day sounding very zen and Dow, but in that clip, you sound like somebody who's ready to get their heart broken. <laughs> I'm just like, my boyfriend's so special and he'll never, he'll never let me down. Yeah. <laughs> so then we pull up to the campus. We've got our general parking scanned and... We can see all kinds of gorillazy artwork, and we can see the layout. There was so much cool artwork around the grounds. Do we want to talk about any of it in particular? I know we were very interested in that Rejects poster that was up everywhere. Oh, definitely. There was this this poster of Cyborg Noodle with the bullet hole in her head mm-hmm. and like a giant Frankenstein monster, and it was like the Rejects, and then it said canceled across the front as if they were meant to play the festival and at the last second they were pulled off. Yeah, I remember seeing that image on Jamie's Instagram like a while ago, but I think this was the first time we'd seen the full image. I don't know what it was supposed to mean. I don't know. I had this theory at the time that maybe that would be like Remy Kabaka and Jamie Hewlett's post-David Albarn gorillas stuff. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? If, Who knows? If it has any significance, we've yet to learn it. I do know as we pulled up to the venue... Something in particular caught the eye of one Maxton Stenstrom. We should listen to that. Oh, yes. Let's listen to this clip. Is that a not... swinging chair machine? I think it's a, a park ride attraction, a yo-yo attraction. Do you think that will be enabled today? I'm assuming. Wow. Know what I think you should do? What should I do? I think you should know a lot of the garbage that they're going to be selling here. Yeah. And then get on it. I think that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> be good for the episode. It would be really good for the episode. <laughs> like we buy Max and like three cheeseburgers. Top it off with a Corona Extra. Yeah. And then go vomit it in every direction. As a rule, I never get on like flatland traveling park rides. Oh, good. I feel you. Those fuckers just, they just shed bolts like, like yeah. dead skin cells. I've know? seen plenty of videos of people dying on those things. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen plenty of videos, Max <laughs> I gotta say, we were, we were, we were shit talking that thing. Little spoiler for halfway through the episode. That that thing kind of saved my life. Oh, that's good. That's good to know. I I know that eventually you found yourself on that on that motherfucker. But yeah. I do like the idea that thrill seeker Maxton Sendstrom enjoys watching <laughs> many videos where people die on flatland park rides. <laughs> I've I've heard he's seen quite a few. Quite a few. Then we parked, and you mentioned it was boiling hot out. I think pretty quickly you kind of let us know how you were feeling. Sure, let's listen to this clip. That's hot. I want to go home. Got a long day ahead of you, buddy. Yeah. Plus, by the time Gorilla's place, it will be nightfall. Yeah. Can we just like go back to the hotel and come back for that? Oh yeah, there's that. There's the Dia de los Muertos uh, pastiche that I was. Yeah. Ooh. There's going to be mariachi bands around, too. Did you see that? I didn't. That's very fun. That's yeah. awesome. I think there's like two or three of them. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. How fun. 
celebrating Gorilla's death. Yep. Yeah. There was a fairly realized motif at the festival of this kind of, you know, Mexican Day of the Dead thing. Yeah, and I, th I think it was reflected in me wanting to be dead. <laughs> it was also reflected in that, uh, you know, close to the main stage, there was like a wrestling ring where luchadors were having it out and a, a very cool centerpiece of the entire fairground were these giant day of the dead effigies of the gorillas characters themselves so cool and from a distance you just think it's like four big day of the dead skeletons but then you get closer and you see all the trappings of the of the animated band members very cool i gotta say though i really did feel dead at this festival it was so hot and i was so tired and i was so irritable i didn't want to like talk to anybody which was like making me crankier because like i was seeing so many people i hadn't seen in a long time and i was just like i want to be by myself in a corner right now <laughs> and it was yeah it was like 92 out the sun was beating down and uh, and yeah it was definitely not ideal. An event specifically designed to push Trevor Ickrath to his limits. Definitely, definitely. And I think, I think you know, it wasn't a big secret as the day progressed that you were you were hanging in there by the skin of your teeth. <laughs> but uh, but pretty quickly we ran into some some beloved uh, Howley Monkeys listeners, uh, Stew Pot and Roto Disc. Let's listen to us meeting up with Stew Pot and Roto Disc. Sure. Hey guys. Welcome to Howley Monkeys. Uh, I'm Dylan Flynn. I'm Trevor Aircraft. I'm Max Stenstrom. Can you guys answer a few questions? Sure. All right, what's your favorite Gorillaz album? I think self-titled for me because I'm a fan of Yeah, I think that's mine as well. You know, got me into it. Definitely. And who's your favorite member of the band? Mine's 2D, obviously. 2D. Yeah. And who's your favorite Halloween monkey? Oh, pick one. He's not technically. I'm not. I'm not Don't ruminate. Just pick one. Just pick one. No, go from the gut. Just go from the gut. You got to listen to the whole track, man. Okay, cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. Just pick me. It was because of my shirt, but I'll take it. I like Reno just there going. It's one and one. So then you briefly peeled off from the group, and and while you did, we got recognized by a couple other listeners. Let's keep the hits rolling. Of course you can. Hello, hi. Come on over. Welcome to Hallelujah Monkeys. Great. As long as you promise to give us a short interview. Yes. Here's Maxton. Trevor's in the porta potty, but he'll be back shortly. Come on over. Come on over. Come on over. Get in. Fine. What's your name? Hi, it's Lucas. Lucas, nice to meet you, man. Hello, welcome to Hallelujah Monkeys. Oh, we weren't. Oh no, we didn't do breakfast, but we're gonna we're gonna meet up with him later, and he should be out in general. So if you keep tabs on us, yeah. you should be able to hang out with Arthur. Right, meet Arthur we, today. Look, two listeners found us and took pictures. Hey, right. yeah. Hey, you want to get one more, Trevor? Yes. All right, cool. Lucas. Hey, nice to meet you. Don't tell Dylan, but you're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> the tally right now is one Dylan, one Trevor, right? I know. Yeah. Right. Say hello, you monkeys. Hello, you monkeys. How wholesome. I like how quickly the universe balanced that out. By the way, where like we we forced one listener to pick a favorite very quickly. Lucas and PJ. Lucas and PJ. Early, early uh, MVPs of the day, in my opinion. Absolutely. I gotta say, in the in the dark moments that lay ahead and there are many of them <laughs> i would often reach inside myself and find solace and work through it by telling myself hey at least that kid told you you were his favorite hallelujah monkey at least he likes <laughs> you better than dylan so thank you lucas i was a big fan of both of them lucas had a very kind of like 
low-key, super funny energy. Yeah, and his mom was really horny for Murdoch. <laughs> and also very sweet. Yeah. And they even brought their own little, like, sclusi, their own little behind-the-scenes dirt about the festival. We should play that, too. Oh, yeah, let's hear this. You know, we pay $400 for VIP, too. Yeah. And every single place in the website will say GI Launch 21+. plus. But no, in like at the VIP 2, right. yes, you have all this stuff plus GI, he's 15. 15. So, but it says plus, G, like the launch, like we don't drink, we don't do any successes. We swim thinking in our head, we're not going to use that far. Yeah, yeah, but now maybe the whole VIP. They sent two, okay, we bought it in June 6th, over four months ago. Yeah. Two days ago, they sent an email saying, no matter what VIP you have, you That's have to messed be up. They waited a long time to tell everybody about everything. That's really messed up, though, because that's people have paid for that, and now they can't do it. We yeah. flew, and I'm not kidding, we flew yesterday from Texas, rented a car, get a hotel, plus the tickets, plus Jeez. the food. We dropped out almost... Almost 4K. Two days. Yeah, that's up two days before. There's a, a classic story, Trevor, about, I think it's Van Halen, right? The M&M thing where they would say, you know, no brown M&Ms in our bowl of M&Ms, right? Yeah, on their rider. The story gets passed around as sort of a, oh, look at, look at how up their asses and how special these rock stars think they were. But the actual idea behind it was if the M&Ms get put out with the browns in, how closely did they read the rider? And is there other shit that could be, you know, not right, like the pyrotechnics that could hurt us or whatever? And there is a, there's a similar, like, creeping harbingery feeling to me. Right. Finding out, like, moments before I walk into this boiling hot festival campus where I'll be stuck all day that just, like, just behind the scenes is just a disorganized nest. A lot of interesting <laughs> stuff going on behind the scenes. Chaos happening underneath the belt at uh, at Demon Days Festival. Such as is befitting for gorillas, though, you know? Definitely. Uh, so I know that shortly after that, we did get our press pass, and then we met up with some uh, some classic GU characters like Ben and Tay and Zomicus. That was really great. Yeah, do we have some audio from that? Yeah, I think I think this is us uh, and maybe Maxton making some, some predictions for the evening. Great. He doesn't I, think I'm curious. So, but I think it's going to be too long. Course. No, they don't do that. They'll do one going for it. Okay. He's not, he's not radio head. They're not radio. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, uh, um, but I do want Max to keep bringing this up so he can get trashed. Please, trash me. I don't actually hope for this. But a tiny, because I love you guys and I love being friends with you, but a tiny part of me hopes that, like, this loving phase five departure of Gorillas is shadowed by a hateful phase three ending of Hallelujah Monkeys, where we, where we get into some fight that we can't come back for, we cancel the podcast. We, you both make individual podcasts. And then, and then the Charleston episode that hasn't come out becomes our seaside. Sure. Love it. And then, yeah. And then, Very like, in, and then in, like, four years, and, I, and I'm smart enough to turn on my voice, voice memo. We end up at the same party, and I'm like, is it time to get the monkeys hey, back together? And then we have our own phase five and six after that. You're going to be Hallelujah Monkey, and he's going to be Monkey Hallelujah. <laughs> and then I'm, no, he's going to be Hallelujah Monkey. I'll just be the Z. This brings up a question I've been meaning to ask you. Do you think that this festival experience didn't damage our friendship? Is our... <laughs> 
Is this something we're going to have to work through, this shared trauma? I think, if anything, the shared trauma brought us closer together. I feel that. Relationships like ours are forged in the fire of these kind of hardships, these ordeals, these gauntlets. For sure. I think we're closer having been through this together. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. You, me, Maxton, we're, we've, we've, we, you know, it's like we were in Nam together. And, and what do you do when you're waiting in boiling hot temperatures for the gates to open at a festival well? You talk about Gorilla's famed roadie, <laughs> Denim Hewlett, and his rumored documentary. What if the documentary is just Denim sitting down in front of the camera going, listen, I just want to clear things up, okay? A lot of people can call me a roadie. I'm not a roadie, all right? <laughs> I know. So that'll be the little, like, prelude. It's like, I wanted yeah, to just make things clear. Jamie Hewlett is yeah. my dad, but, but that's not why I have this job. I'm also really good at it. Yeah, I wonder, yeah, dude, like, what if he just was narrating the whole entire thing? I, I really was kind of like... Oh, yeah, he's showing the footage <laughs> that would be in a normal Gorillaz documentary, but when he, whenever he pipes in for narration, yeah. he's just picking bones. Yeah, exactly. Also, this user on Instagram, like, messaged me, and they were, really, they were really totally annoying. lying to me. You really kept, like, gnawing my hide. Did I tell about, you about like, my interaction with Denim no. on, on Instagram no. He said, I said, like, hey, we'd love to talk to you while we're at Demon Days. And he goes, oh, why? And I was like, well, you know, for an interview. You know, he's like, what about? And I said, oh, I don't know, just touring is the videographer and this documentary and your plans for it. And I don't know, just whatever Gorillaz has meant to you in your life and the role it's played. He's like, I don't want to talk about any of this stuff. I don't want to be interviewed at all. And I was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. I said, hey, maybe down the road when you're closer to putting it out, maybe you'll want to at least come on to say it's out or something. Yeah, maybe that makes more sense. And then like two hours later, he messaged me one more time saying, I don't want to be interviewed though. Okay, I checked the receipts. It's actually only 45 minutes later. You know, it'd be great to have Denim on the show, but are we really going to learn anything super valuable from like one of the roadies? I'd love to have him show up just when the movie's coming out and like we'll give him this nice little softball like four question interview and then we'll have a real tough one right at the end sure and maybe he'll like pull a gallagher on w2f and like hang up on us or something it'd be great who's your favorite gorilla what's your what's your favorite gorilla's album <laughs> do you think damon and jamie have ever fooled around <laughs> they wear each other's pants <laughs> Your dad and his friend are fucking. <laughs> uh, okay, so then we're we're standing in this line, and and I really think that this clip brings the the big theme of, of physical misery into even sharper focus. So I'm gonna play it now. Sure. Oh, it's roasting. You got it. What? It's inappropriate. What? This level of heat inside. Yeah, it's very. I'm warm. pretty hot. There's already an ambulance. Oh no. Did someone die already? I don't know that anybody died at the festival. I haven't heard any info on that. But if you were that person who was carried away on the ambulance before Demon Days even started, please come on the show. Oh, for sure. I know there was a fire later in the day, but I we didn't really get to the bottom of what that was all about either. So then we finally got through security, which was its own kind of silly procession where it was like, I, I got up to the front, I was like, hey, we can get through with this backpack, even though you're not supposed to have backpacks. And they're like, okay, you're press. And then the next person would be like, no backpacks. I'm like, no, it's because I'm press. And they say, okay, you're press. And then the next one would go, no backpacks. <laughs> just, just continue, just like nonsense but then we got into the into the campus and it was really beautiful so much you know original jamie artwork my favorite was the ad for nickels pickles nickels pickles so good just a, just a jar of pickles with murdoch's face on it really good yeah all kinds of of really fun clever hewity things happening at the fest and then uh 
I think en route to, to get a much-needed bottle of water, we ran into some of our beloved listeners from last uh, year's episode, Ryan and Hunts and Carmen, and then also Samo, who we love from the Discord but had not met before. Let's listen to us meeting up with those folks. Hey, hey. there's my there's my Hughes. What's up? Hey. Hi, Hunts. Yeah. Hello. Nice to meet you. Hunts, nice Welcome to Halloween. Nice to meet you, Trevor. Yeah. How you boys yeah, doing? Press, huh? Yeah, we're press. Fuck yeah, man. That's awesome. It's cool. We are here with... Uh, Gorillas and officials own Ryan Hughes. That's me. And Hunt. Hey, the free to see movement in the flesh. Yeah. In the flesh. Yeah. We got it in here. Oh, cool. It's in this backpack right now. I was able to bring my not approved backpack in because of my press credentials. Oh, nice. nice. A lot of people brought the bullshit. Carmen, see her. Look at her. I'm here this time. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe it. In the flesh. You are here. You're going to die in that hoodie today. I hope you have a wonderful last day of life. Please survive at least until the encore. Samo! Hey, Samo! Oh my god, bring it in for real. Hi, Samo. Am I going to catch your cough? Oh, no, it's fine. Oh, good. It's chronic. Great. COPD. I love it. Okay, so let's quickly tally up our blessings and curses. Okay. Definitely running into all of our beloved friends and family and PJ and all that. That's a blessing, too. But then the 92 degrees is definitely a curse. And then also, right after this moment, Trevor, right after this moment, my recorder just turned itself off for about three minutes, and during that time, the Stylo family came up and said hello. I have no tape of it. <laughs> That's a real shame. But yeah, we found the Stylo car again, and with it was the Stylo family. Truly a curse. They were lovely, though. They came up. They had an H today. We asked them cheekily if we could drive the Stylo around the festival, and they said, hey, if, if the security will let you, we'll let you. <laughs> it was so great to see them again. I'm really sorry we don't have the audio from it. Me too, me too. The Stylo family are, are continue to be gems, but I got to put them in the curse tally because I don't have that audio. Yeah. And then I think right after that, our, our big idea was uh, to find the press tent. But, you know, somebody else had a big idea. Ryan Hughes of the Free the Sea movement. Let's hear about Ryan Hughes' big idea. Chris, who was able to have that interview with him instead with Damon yeah. the other week. I finally got word from Jamie's managers that me, Hunts, and Zed could go interview Jamie and that they'd call us when we could, but we still haven't heard from them at all. Whoa! So, so we'll see how that goes. Huge! Yeah, that's so tight. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens, but man. How cool. Not particularly exciting for us or the show, but yeah. Great. <laughs> exciting for friends of the show. We can't, that's, that's not a curse, but it's not a blessing probably. It's just a cool thing that was happening to our friend. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we set up uh, in search of that press tent, and then I think uh, I think we got a little update here from you. Should we figure out what you had to say? I'm sure it was a, a positive reinforcing thing. I, I'm sure my spirits have <laughs> lifted by this point, right? It's so hot. I don't know how I'm going to make it through this day. Yeah, me either. That's the other thing that's the complete opposite about the, this festival. The, 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 the old incredible physical discomfort of it? Yeah. yeah. We did FYF two years in a row. We can handle this. There's going to be like, oh, I just want you to know, there's gonna be, I'm going to whine the entire time. I like it. Okay. Please do. All right. There was something neat that happened right after that, which is that We'd had word of a lady wandering around the festival carrying a sign that said, The Fall is a good album. Right, and we were like, oh, we got to interview her. And sure enough, just a few yards ahead of us, we spotted her, so we sort of chased her down like three adult men, just sort of running after a stranger at a music festival, and 
Fortunately, she didn't like have us tackled by security, but instead we got to chat with her. Let's listen to that. Hello, excuse me, that's electric jacket person. Hello. Hi. Hi. Sorry, we're covering the festival for the podcast title of the Would you mind if we asked you a couple of questions? Okay. Okay. Uh, is the fall your favorite gorilla's album? Actually, it's Plastic Beach and then the fall. And then the fall. What's the best song on the fall? Um, it's a tie between Goblin Spider and Amorio. Cool. And Ooh. do you think that we're going to get anything today from the fall? Um, I'm hoping my sign will motivate them. I am VIP, so, you know, I'll well, be up front. Hillbilly Man was really high up there in, like, on the, the, on the was, fall. I was so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Amorio was first, though. I feel like if they're in California, they might play... Oh, is that a boogeyman? Sorry. They boogie might play the California That's and the boogeyman boogie for sure. Or is that the Cool Clown Clan? Oh, it might be the Cool Clown Clan. We should go cool see him, whatever they're doing. Right. Definitely the Cool Clown Clan. Okay, we probably should very quickly describe the Cool Clown Clan, right? Right. They were these uh, black-clad figures walking around one corner of the festival grounds. Sort of like the ghost of Christmas yet to come, silent, you know, with these these large dramatic movements and masks covering their faces. Could have been anybody in there. We we could have we could have walked right up to Damon Auburn himself. It's possible. In, in fact, maybe we did. As we attempted, and I would say succeeded, <laughs> in interviewing the Cool Clown Clan. Hi, we're covering the event for the podcast, Hallelujah Monkeys. We were talking about maybe joining the Cool Clown Clan. Do you guys know anything about that? Or What's your favorite Gorillaz album? Who's your favorite member of the band? Do you know if there's going to be like a free Murdoch event today or anything? Because I know like they were kind of like hinting at that, but like... Ooh, Murdoch got him to say something. Do you, anything, do you know anything about Murdoch Nichols? Plays bass for his band Girls. That's a picture of him right there. Do you have any statement about whether or not the Coolflex plan is a PSYOPs front for the FBI? You look hot in there, buddy. I hope you get to have a drink soon. Me too. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. All day. You might want to be careful though, because like uh, recently, like uh, fringe groups like the alt-right and like white power movements have kind of co-opted that sign. Now it means like white power. Yeah, and like, you guys are already called the Cool Clown Clan. So I, I, like I used to do that all the time, but I switched to the thumbs up. Double thumbs. I don't want to like give the impression that I'm like, you know, that kind of person. So I just Or, or do out. the Fortnite dance. Yeah, do you know any Fortnite dance? Do you know any Fortnite dances? The one where you do this? Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Look it up on YouTube, the kids love it. Have a great time at the festival, man. Yeah. Hell Gorillas. That was a great interview. That was the best one we've done yet. <laughs> we, are, we are pretty good journalists. Let's do a little post-game narrating there. So we walked up to this, <laughs> this black-clad figure. We had this interview. Um, I misspoke uh, in that clip when I mentioned Murdoch's name. He didn't say anything, but he did turn his head and give me a very intense look. Yeah, like this slow turn of the head and stared right at Trevor. And then when, we, when I said that I felt bad and I hope he got to have some water soon... He held up the AOK sign. Yeah, with like your two fingers making a circle and the other one's making the K. And I and boy, I just in that moment, any artifice of, of the Cool Clown Clan just melted away, and I just felt so bad for that dude. He must have been dying in there. Yeah, he yeah. He did dying. take he did take my advice about the uh, oh, right to heart though. When we walked away, he gave us a thumbs up. Oh, very nice. Yeah, very nice. He didn't do a Fortnite dance, which would have been better. Unfortunately. So shortly after that, we finally made it to this press tent. Now the the really the only idea behind the press tent was like 
I don't know. Maybe they'd have some water in there. Maybe there'd be a little AC unit. Or at least, at least, you know, some outlets to charge our devices. But all we found in the press tent was one extension cord (laughs) and a very surly photographer. A man who might have even been more miserable than we. Yeah, we don't have audio of this. It got really hard to hear in the press tent for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, acoustics or that it was just a totally cursed space. Yeah, but but this guy was down in the dumps. He like took one look at us and he was like, man, I'm not happy about being here. And you know what? Specifically, I'm not looking forward to Erica Badu's set. Maxton had had a negative experience with her, and I believe at FYF or something. Right, she was very late there, and and as we learned from uh, this guy, that's kind of her her modus operandi being. 20, 30 minutes late to her sets. She's oh, She always starts late, he said. Which is tough because she was on the main stage right before Gorilla. Effectively opening for the headliner of the festival. Pretty tough, pretty tough. Yeah. And then at one point, I know we like prodded him for a while else he was miserable. He's just like, who cares about gorillas? <laughs> he was very upset. Yeah. <laughs> so then at this point, I know Maxton, he couldn't, he, he couldn't contain himself any longer. He had to break off from the group and go ride the yo-yo, the death trap chair machine. And uh, and we were kind of wandering out towards the main stage when all of a sudden we were pointed in the direction of, of an old school GUer who you and I both know from way back in the day. A real classic friend of the show. Who we really had no idea was going to be there. Let's let's listen to that moment because it's pretty cute. I didn't know Shake was going to be here. Phyllis? Hey! Hey, buddy! I've never met you in person before. I'll be here. I had no idea you were here. Yes, of course. How old is it? Halloween Monkeys. Now. I've been here since January. Yeah. Welcome to Halloween Monkeys. Thank you. Yeah, the number one girl's podcast in the world, man. That's amazing. I didn't know you were going to be here. Well, didn't I ask you even if you came here? Maybe. Yeah, I Did I ever ask you what you thought of the Super Deluxe Vinyl song? Um, I don't know if you asked me, but I fucking love it. I knew it! Yeah. Long Beach is like, probably my top 10 gorilla song. I knew he'd have a top 10 on yeah, that record. Yeah, I don't know if you asked me, but I fucking love it. Shake has really interesting taste in gorilla songs, and just in music in general. I think Frank Zappa is one of his favorite yeah, artists. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't even say... It's not that he's a contrarian. It's no. not that. He just has a, he has a specific aesthetic that he likes. Yeah, he's just wired a little differently. He likes sort of stuff that sounds like it, it didn't take too long to put together. That's what he enjoys. Yeah. <laughs> you can't blame him. He likes what he likes. So next, I believe, uh, we hunted down a beloved listener of the show, Allie, who recently got in touch with us and told us that she'd arrived. Patreon Keys Club president, Allie. Let's hear a little of that. Hi, I'm president Allie. There she is! Welcome to hell! Are you monkeys? Hello! Hello! How's it going? Nice to meet you. You're here. What did you get into town? Uh, We got into town yesterday afternoon. Great. Excellent. It's boiling hot here. It is boiling hot here. We're going to go check out what the tattoo situation is. The tattoo situation? Yeah. Right there. I know. Um, Congratulations on that. That's very exciting. You get hepatitis (laughs) and you die. Cool to meet up with Allie. I I don't think, uh, I think I reached out to her after her. I don't think she got that tattoo. Oh, bummer. Did you know what she was looking to get? Uh, Something gorillas related, but I can't remember. Someday I'm going to convince you to get a gorillas tattoo, a matching gorillas tattoo with me. What would it be? I think I would get, I I would get Don't Get Lost in Heaven and you would get Demo. (laughs) I guess. So then you and I made our way to the B stage, which I believe was, was termed the 
last living stage. Very clever. We sat there for a bit while a very, very loud band played. And then I think the decision was I wanted to stick around there to see Kilo Quiche, having been quite taken with her performance at the Margate Demon Days Festival. Whereas you decided you'd go meet up with Max and go to the main stage to see Tony Allen, right? Right. In the slim hope that Damon might show up and they could maybe play a few good, the bad, and the queen songs. Why not? Which didn't happen, of course. At this point, we figured, well, wherever Maxton Stenstrom is, the action is. So I gave you our recorder, you peeled off, and a scant minute or two later, you ran into another listener. Hi, Saffron! from last year's uh, live episode of the forum. Yeah, who you may remember uh, duetting with me uh, on Third Eye Blind's classic semi-charmed life. Trevor? Hey! Hello! How's it going? Good. What's up? Uh, I'm going to run and get money. Okay. Because the card systems aren't working. All right. So, I'm heading over to the main stage. Is there any, like, fun shit to look like? Do you have any insider scoops? Apparently there's a rumor that the uh, set is 35 songs tonight. Yeah. Which will be cool. Um, Damon has some kind of weird special surprise cooking. George Benson is here. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping for Starshine with My Life Cypher. I mean, I there's nothing I'd enjoy seeing more. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to head over to the main stage. I'll see you around. Yeah. Yep. Would have made this a 10 out of 10 episode if Life Cypher had been there. Great scene, Saffron. Again, let's pause here and just talk about the the rumors we had been continuing to hear throughout the day about the set list. Because I feel like as the day went on, the the set list that Girls was going to play at the end of it grew and grew in our minds as this mythical thing that was coming. You know, we heard that it was going to be like 30-something songs, the longest they've ever done. We had heard like, you know, song two was going to be played. George Benson was apparently in the building. Just all kinds of crazy rumors flying around. You know, you think about them extending the set list five songs, six songs longer than they'd done so far on the tour. And you think, great, the poll. Yep. The poll of tens of thousands of Gorillaz fans who've been voting their, their little hearts out to get some of these rarities, you know, played before the band checks out. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously we were going a little bit hype wild at this point. Yeah. Uh, even as our, our spirits were being sort of crushed by the oppressive heat, we still work in this giddy anticipation. And giddiest of them all would have been young Maxim Stenstrom, who had just survived <laughs> his initial meeting with the chair swing ride. Let's listen to his trip report on that ride. How was the ride? Oh, it actually owned. You should do it. Sure. It's great. There right. are not one, but two safety straps. You're very safe. It's very safe. <laughs> Dude. It was learning that it had two safety straps that eventually got me on. But, like, the problem is that the fucking thing's going to fall over. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many safety straps you would need once that thing detaches from it and you're soaring through the air untethered. It's okay, there are two safety straps! <laughs> So you guys went over to uh, to check out a bit of Tony Allen. Uh, anything to report on that set? It was all right. It was all right. Meanwhile, I saw Kilo Quiche getting ready to go on stage. So I whipped out my phone. I turned on my voice memo. I went somewhere I apparently wasn't supposed to go. And I waved her over to me. And let's hear what happened. Hi, Kilo. Uh, I'm Dylan. I'm covering the, the festival for the podcast Halloween oh, cool. today. Do you have like 90 seconds for a quick chat before you go on? Do after. After? I just want to make sure that they're like... Where do you okay. want me to go? I'll be um, anywhere after that, that's fine for you. Fine. I'm happy to wait around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm sorry, is that okay? That's totally Thank cool. You. You're going on in like minutes. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh, man. Thank God for your hustle, Dylan. I don't say it enough. <laughs> I definitely saw a shot and took a shot. 
But I mean, how sweet, how sweet that she was A, willing to to do it, and then B was like, is that okay? Of course that's okay. So you texted me, and I hurried my little keister across those fairgrounds and met up with you just in time for the end of Kilo Keisha's set. Which was a a lovely set, very different from from the Demon Days one, a little bit less sort of performance art and a little bit more kind of, you know, bubbly, very, very green and... She had this kind of wild, like almost wedding cake setup of green translucent uh, fabric that she'd wrapped the stage up in. And then finally, she announced her last song. So we headed over to that little side part where we were supposed to meet up with her. And then we found ourselves head to head with festival security. I'm supposed to interview her at side stage. I'm pressed. Huh? I'm pressed. My ghost and my engineer are supposed to interview her inside stage after the show. Yeah, I know, but we to go around Okay, how do I do that? Okay, cool. Hi. Hello. We're supposed to be, we're press, we're supposed to be interviewing Kilo after this I set. I can't let you guys back there. Okay, she asked us to meet her at the side stage when we were down there earlier. Okay. Huh. I'm gonna try that guy again. I guess. Yeah, do it. Fine. That lady won't let me into the area where I'm supposed to meet her. I met the two ladies who were here earlier. Oh, I'm supposed to be conducting an interview over there. Yeah, I know, but I have this one. I can't let you know. I like I like him totally going against his rules but still keeping his like cop security voice. All right, I need you guys in and out. Yeah, thank thank God for that guy though. It was really looking like we weren't going to get back there for a second. Like I'd called you away from that Tony Allen set for nil. And not only did we get back there, but but who did we who did we nearly physically collide with? As we walk down those steps, Trevor. Jamie Principal. Yeah. Hello hey, and welcome to Howl You Monkeys, the number one gorillas podcast in the world. Oh, well, I'm running right now. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait for Hollywood tonight, man. You We're have so been excited. Like a, We're so excited. Like a, a centerpiece of every live show so far. For like, sure. We spent so much of this podcast just singing your praises. <laughs> yeah. We're actually going to be interviewing, we're going to be reviewing your solo record in two episodes yeah. right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that'll be, I need to know when that's... What you need to do is you need to let us Skype you so we can interview about well, this record. Well, you know record. what? As soon as this is over with, I'm going to be trying to do a lot of that. It's just been like... Great. Cool, man. Get me, trying to get me when I'm in the hotel, I'm like crashing. I get it. I'll, yeah, yeah, let yeah. me reach we'll out to you on Twitter, somewhere like that. And, and okay. Try to um, either Instagram or Twitter. Perfect. Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. All right. My, my Facebook, my management takes care of Facebook, so when stuff goes there, um, I mean, I get it. I mean, I get it as fast. Yeah. So, You're a national um, treasure, dude. Absolutely. Oh, thank yeah. You. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good show tonight. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye, Jamie. Blessing. Major blessing. Major blessing. Absolutely. We're now head to head because the the curses pull out in front when we 
convened in the, in the cursed press tent. But now, but now it's four to four blessings versus curses. Well, get ready for blessings to take the lead again because we are about to interview Kilo Quiche. Wait, what are you? We are Hallelujah Monkeys. We're, Hallelujah Monkeys. We're a gorilla yeah. podcast here. To number one in the world. Yeah, number one in the world, right? Hey, you know, uh, we're big, big out of body fans. Absolutely, one of a highlight from humans for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I think I think we also became like really big fans of you at last year's festival. Oh, that I mean, you're like handcuffed to that briefcase. Yeah, smashing it open. A little different, right now. Much bubblier, much more celebratory. The band in case the green is so cool. The other project was so much darker, so I was like, I don't want to like beat myself up on stage sometimes. I wonder because I know at that last one you ripped that suit of yours. Yeah. Any 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 bad omens in your wardrobe at tonight? You did okay. No, everything went okay. Great. Actually. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy yeah. about it. Well, I think that also that festival was the first time you met Damon in person. Yeah. Right? That's crazy. Yeah, because we recorded it remotely, so it was like the first time I kind of met him like right before we went on stage. So it was really it, that could be weird, but he's actually he's so cool that it's like he's a very wasn't chill weird guy. at all. Yeah. Really yeah. Yeah. Did you find in that year? Are you, would you call? Have you reached friend status, or are you still kind of in that acquaintance bubble? I mean, well, we went on tour. Right. Bond on tour. So yeah, I mean, we were all together for like weeks. So. How's that different? How's that different going on tour with Damon versus like going on a Vince Staples tour, for example? That I mean, Gorilla Tour is so big. Yeah. Versus like Vince's tour is also pretty like. Comfortable. It's not like we're going around in like a van or anything. Like he had a very comfortable tour. But me and Vince are like brother and sister, so yeah. we know each other really well. And it's like, like being with your family more. And then on, like I felt like on the real tour, it was like you make like a new kind of family, but so many more people. The production is so large. Like there's so many buses, and yeah, you know yeah, there's yeah. so many features as well. So there's a lot of people that are also in your position that are like like just jumping in and out. It's like a like caravan of people jumping in and out all the time. It's like Definitely. some weeks they'll be like Carly Simon's there, or like some weeks it'll be like Jenny Beth. Or yeah, like different yeah. People jumping a circuit. In and out. Yeah, is, there, exactly. is there any other gorillas guests that you've been particularly like, like excited across paths with? I'm waiting for Grace Jones to, to pop Where up. Oh man, you Grace and me both. Jones. I'm waiting for Grace Jones to pop yeah. up. Do you think that you yeah. could like out Artie Weirdo her, Hell or would no. you? Hell no. You couldn't do it. She's a queen. You couldn't do it. Okay, so one thing I know about Out of Body is that it was written in like two sessions, right? Because you sent the first verse and they asked you for the second verse. Yeah. That's such a weird way to write a song. Is that like? Did you find that that made you want to like really shift gears or or? No, I just kept going in the storyline because he gave me like a prompt kind of like a, a paragraph. I, I must know what was on you. What was the in the prompt? The was program. like I can't really remember, but it was like. You're in a, a spirit castle. Like, it, I guess it has to do with, like, the animations and, like, the vibe of that particular album. And it's uh-huh. like, you're at a spirit castle party, and it's like, they're about to do some, like, seance kind of thing. So I just took it really literally, and I just yeah. literally yeah. wrote about that. I mean, so you I was, nailed it in your verses. So Incredible. So when he heard the first verse, I guess they wanted another verse. But I didn't know until I got on tour later that they had tried so many people on that song. And yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. I was He's just like, always, Whoa. there's probably 10 versions of yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't even, and I, and just to hear all the different versions as they were going, because the version I recorded to was so different than how the song actually ended up. That verse is like, it's like one of those moments where you hear an artist for the first time, because that was the first time I ever heard you. And you're just yeah, like, I, I could not believe all the stuff I heard coming together huge, on that song. Huge, moment, yeah. yeah. And I know that Damon keeps kind of hinting that this is like a big kind of a farewell performance. If, if tonight is the last time you ever play out of body with gorillas, like, do you have hopes or dreams for what will happen? Do you think Damon might actually do his rap at the end tonight? Oh, 
I don't. I if don't you could give him a little encouragement, like yeah. or a lesson, <laughs> or a lesson. Yeah. No, he doesn't need any lessons. He's like <laughs> a musical genius. Is it yeah. sad though? Is that sad that your gorilla's time is kind of coming, kind of winding down? Well, because I think, I think like, I mean, I'm a person that does a bunch of different things as well, yeah, and I know that like you need. You need time to like jump between the projects that you love all your projects, and I think sometimes people people don't look at it that way because they're like, oh, I love gorillas, or I love this, and so it's like they need. And as an artist, you need to like switch gears sometimes. Yeah. So I totally get it. Well, personally, we're looking forward to whatever David does. Whatever's next. next. Yeah. yeah. And we're looking forward to seeing you up on the main stage tonight. Can't Absolutely. wait. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on Howl You Monkeys. Kilo Thank Keen. you. So much. Thank you. Thank In you. the flesh, out of body, and yeah. feeling all right. Bring tonight. I gotta wrap my head around this paragraph, Trevor. Yeah. Oh my God. The the spirit <laughs> castle that Damon described to her. I am a little disappointed that we didn't think to ask if he uh, gave her like you know one of his Horcruxes. I'll. Uh, Sean Ryder's Lucky Pebble. Oh, right, a yeah. pebble. Yeah. I wonder how he does that when it's long distance mm-hmm. collapse, right? You just get a mysterious package in the mail and you open it up and it's like a pair of dice carved from bones that Damon Auburn found in like the Middle East somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but new scavenger hunt is definitely tracking down as many of these paragraphs as we can because who knows when this practice started but theoretically like all your favorite gorilla songs could have a paragraph like this from David Albarn talking about fucking seances and spirit castles holy shit Mm -hmm. I didn't know our boy was so into the lore (laughs) so what happened next so then at this point Drom was like his crew was setting the stage up you and me were angling towards, okay, two more sets before Gorillas. We should probably focus on getting a good place to stand. Although before that, I did accompany our friend Maxton on another ride on the big yo-yo. I finally got on that carnival ride. Oh, that's right. While I was watching Hypnotic Brass, you and Maxton went went back on the yo-yo. And you didn't die. I gotta say, I felt very safe with those two straps. It was a little <laughs> snug. But Great. getting up there and soaring in the air, I was like, I felt myself recharge. I was literally and figuratively above the Demon Days Festival in that moment. And it must have been cool also to get that kind of a view while Hypnotic Brass was on stage doing their thing. Also cool. A much needed little recharge session. And then the idea was that you and me, we wanted to get closer to the stage before the Gorilla set because Drum was up next and then Erica Badu and then Gorillas. But Maxton really wanted to hoof it back to the B stage. I think Little Sims was number one on his list. And then catch a little of the internet if he could. And so we were kind of like, well, maybe we won't meet up for the full set. Maybe we will. You know, it it was already quite a a dense throng of people up towards the front. So the feeling was we might not see Maxton again until the end of the night. But we all felt, okay, that's okay. That's fine. We'll We'll have our separate experiences. And then just before he was about to run off... Let's uh, let's hear a little bit of the pre-drum show entertainment. Sure. We need some bills in this bitch. Sound like you fucking know. And if you know this song, sing the fuck along. Don't talk to me like that. That's I hate a- I hate rappers and DJs. <laughs> I hate that. Hello, we here. We love fucking soul. Sound like you fucking know. <laughs> You think that's drop, DJ? You think that's the interim? We need to kill time, DJ. How'd that shit go? Mad. It's not good. BYD. Just let the place song 
much of that song as I wanted to before it changed to a totally different song. <laughs> so spirits were dipping. What was that guy's, was that guy's problem? Uh, he was probably really hot, really tired, and didn't give a fuck about gorillas. Yeah, that seems uh, that seems to be like a pretty good read on the situation. So we... We push our way towards the front. We we get a pretty good spot for the end of the drum set, which was a fun little set. Drum put on a pretty good show. He played all the songs I wanted to see him do. He had great energy. He kept saying, if you love your mama, let me hear you say, yeah, yeah though. though. Yeah, he just everything you would want from a drum set. He played the hits. He was warm and sweet. He uh, had good banter. It was a good, it was a good set. And then we kind of planted our feet. At, a, at an acceptable distance from the stage, we were pretty close. This was the closest I'd ever been to a gorilla's performance. I would say we were probably, what, 30, 40 feet back, if that. And then uh, we'd been warned, of course, that Erica Badu was going to show up on Erica Badu's time, so we had to pass a little time before that set, however we could. The long, the long wait for Erica began. Yeah, let's hear some of that. Hey, does anybody want to get uh, interviewed for a podcast about gorillas? We're covering the show. If somebody wants to answer a couple questions, come on over to us. Sure, I'll, I'll get interviewed. For Excellent. Hi, right. welcome, hey, to welcome to Hallelujah Monkeys. Monkeys. Uh, I'm Dylan Flynn. Crap. He's Dylan Flynn. Yeah, that's us. Okay. Uh, we're the number one gorillas podcast in the world. I know Russell started one. Ours is better. Uh, do you have a favorite gorillas album? Demon Days, definitely. And okay. your favorite member? Um, I have to go with Russell. Very cool. And will you commit right now to to paying one dollar a month or more to our Patreon? Um, we have a little chip reader that I can plug in my phone. Yeah. Maybe if you guys give me like a little sample of what, what uh, I can... Okay. Well, recently we interviewed Sean Ryder, okay. and we asked him what he thought Dare was about, and he said uh, it's about pressing a fucking pebble on your head for good luck. Because That's when what he example. showed up to those sessions to record Dare, Damon gave him a little tiny pebble and said, I got this in... Where did he get it? Morocco. I got this in Morocco. It's a lucky pebble. As long as you keep this, you'll have good luck. Oh. You gotta press it on you. And shortly after that, Sean Ryder got sober, so I mean like... It's true. It's the pebble meditate that man's life. Yeah. Oh wow! And the pebble in your life is going to be when you commit to a ten dollar a month plan. <laughs> what do you want to see tonight? Um, like as far as music, like, like what songs they play? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Like what would be your what would be one you don't expect to get that you'd like to hear? I wouldn't expect something from their self-proclaimed album. I don't wouldn't expect their, to get their first their first track. Yeah. yeah, their first. Yeah. I mean, like New Genius has been at the very top of their like uh, listener poll in terms of what people want to see. Oh really? See. They've never okay. played it live before. Yeah. Okay. So, what's your favorite song on Demon Days? Oh, I like Dirty Harry a lot. I like I kids with guns can't go wrong with that. Right. Now there is a there's a famous controversy around Dirty Harry. Oh really? Um. Oh, I'd love to know what you think yeah, uh, from hearing the song. A lot of people think the chorus goes... No, no, let's, let's prompt him. Okay. I want you to finish this lyric. I need a gun. Uh, I need a gun. I need a... Nope, we stopped it. Okay. Get it together, guy. Casuals. You're at a gorillas festival. <laughs> Okay, you put down the cash to go see a gorillas festival. You're planting yourself like 30 feet from the stage before the main band goes on. It's your favorite song from your favorite album. And you, you don't know the chorus? You don't know how the chorus goes? They sing it a lot. I ain't happy. I'm uh, lying. Yeah. But hey, listen, if you're listening to this episode, uh, no hard feelings. Patreon.com slash Monkeys with a Z. Sign up for a dollar or more a month, please. And we'll redeem you publicly. <laughs> Join the family. Okay, so then I think at this point, both of our feet were really dying. 
as we were standing on the mulch. I collapsed into the mulch, finally decided, you know, fuck it, I need to sit down, despite the terrain being made of literal horse shit. And, like, time was ticking, and Erica Badu was not showing up. And that's where we came in, so, you know, we've made it full circle. Where you joined us at the beginning of this episode, we made it to that point. And boy, it was rough. Waiting for Badu. The only spot of sunshine was that due to the unbreakable spirit of Maxton Stenstrom, he managed to flag us down, push his way through the throng to where we were standing mere seconds before the Badu set began. It was like she was waiting for him to get there. For sure. He, he showed up. We were like, hey, how was Little Sims? He was like, she was. And then Erica Badu walked on stage. Yeah. <laughs> then we watched an Erica Badu set. And it was really good, and then it kind of stopped. Half an hour in. And then let's hear us react to that. That's for real it. Wow, she really doesn't make a big show That's of dismantling, for... does she? That's for real it? Damn. Hey, bring her on Gorillas is what I said. Yeah, there's still an hour to their own. Yeah. That was 30 minutes. Well, she did miss the first... 30, 30 minutes, minutes of her minutes. set. Yeah. At 14, it's 44 now. Yeah, yeah no, 30 minutes 30 on the dot. Yeah, I checked. Mm. It was great. Yeah, but was good she was lovely. She was awesome, but I want the other half. She was very good. It was a great set, but I gotta say, I think this was totally inappropriate. To show up 30 minutes late and then play a 30 minute set? <laughs> for your festival opening <laughs> performance? I don't know. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, good song. Yes. I never found myself wanting her to move on. I, it was, she had good dramatic energy, but boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess it's better than her preempting the band, but then again, the band had another hour to go. Yep. She could have at least put another 15 on the end of that thing. I don't know. Like I said, pretty inappropriate. I think kind of unprofessional. I know she's Erica Badu and like, who the fuck am I? But I don't know. It just doesn't sit right with me. So all day up into this point, it had been filled with near Arthur misses. He would say, I'm over by the main stage. I'm dancing and wearing a white mask. And then I would make my way over to the stage, calling out for him. No sign. And finally, we had this kind of like quiet moment. I believe you, me, and Maxton all sat down in the mulch. Yep. And then I decided, okay, it's quiet. There's not a lot of attractions. I'm going to give him another buzz, see if I can get Arthur. Arthur, it's uh, Dylan Flynn of Hallelujah Monkeys giving you a call. We would love to meet up with you after. And if you can get us into that party, that'd be amazing. But either way, we at least want to we at least want to see you. Uh, so give me a text or a call when you get this. All right, dude. Voicemails. Endless voicemails. Another thing I don't think we mentioned, Arthur was was pretty sure he was going to be able to get us into like the official demon days after party so you know we were just we were just calling out from isolation to see the state i'm in now trying to get a hold of this guy sure but then the sound check for gorillas began and then the entrance of gorillas into the demon days festival was announced when those four day of the dead effigies made a, a grand appearance let's listen to that uh-oh 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 Right now, the Day of the Dead effigies of, of gorillas are being hoisted onto the stage. Oh, boy. Through the crowd. Wow. Oh, boy, look at him. And there's a, there's a flag there. There's a color guard at the front with a, a Z flag. Wow. Noodle in the front. Then, I believe, 2D is next. No, sorry. Murdoch is next, 2D, then Russell. Are they going to burn him? It would be dope if they burned. Are they going to burn them? Oh, my God. Hoist them on up and burn them? 
what if they like marionette them the entire show? Would be cool. that Steven's version. And then they, they call it right now. They tour. He's like, we can never do it, but we're gonna do something. Yeah! Oh shit. This is something. This is definitely different than the Cool Clan plan yeah. coming up during the last Demon Days. I wouldn't be surprised if we get that as well, though. Well, we don't have entrance music this time like we did for them. Okay, we got we got a Jeff Wooten on stage wearing, a, I think, a Panama hat or something like that. The color guard is a, a man with a skull painted on his face. There's a mariachi violinist behind him. The mariachi band is playing, but we can't hear them. The effigy gorillas have made it to the front of the stage. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Moving from, from right to left. There's Russell on the big screen with his maracas. I see a luchador also. Oh, they're not going on stage. Oh, Russell's got a, bit of a, got a bit of a hump thing going on right now. He got very excited. I see some skeleton ladies. And they've crossed in front of the stage and out of the spotlight. The luchadors are at the lip of the stage. Max Stenstrom just tied off and injected himself with a red liquid. Yes. We're not going to say any more about that. His <laughs> eyes are boiling. My pupils are the size of pennies. His, his body is expanding. His clothes are... He's turning into the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big moment, gentlemen, and we're here for it. We are here for it. The end of gorillas. The death of gorillas. The end. <laughs> gorillas. 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 USA. Damon Auburn. <laughs> That was very cool, though, seeing seeing those effigies hoisted up onto the stage in front of us. That was a very neat moment. Yeah, that was really fun. It was it was a cool, very Demon Days LA moment. So this announced the beginning of the of the Demon Days festival set. I thought LA Forum episode style, we should go through this set list together, don't you think? Sure, because I remember in our pregame special, you predicted some radical changes to the set list that they'd been playing on the Now Now tour thus far. I figured four days. Mike Smith is an amazing musical director. I know they practiced their asses off bust some of those hot list voted jams out on this main set right let's see what we got so first of all as we expected we got m1a1 with the little dub chuffin outro i know that we'd been talking about it for several episodes and like both of us were kind of wondering how they would transition into it should we listen to that moment sure let's give it a listen Seriously, such a seamless transition. I loved that. I thought they pulled that off so well. The band was sounding fucking tight, man. And like, I thought M1A1 was sounding better than it did at the forum too. I thought Damon's uh, vocal style was fitting into it better. I thought Damon was on top form all night. He had a lot of great ad libs, a lot of great like little like 
hit it moments and stuff like that. There was definitely a feeling that this was material that he'd been touring for like two years and it had grown and developed and his performances had sort of expanded into the material as as they went along. He'd really learned how to work it the best he could. So next, they launched into a number I know both of us were very excited to see, Trans. This was great. They sounded amazing. They killed this one. It was fantastic. And like the crowd was singing along to it. Yeah, definitely an early set highlight and it sounded like just as good on the record, lots of energy. So good. Then we got like a, a trio of songs where nothing too interesting happened, but they were all played very well. It's classics, Last Living Souls, Rhinestone Eyes, and what I thought was a particularly heavy rendition of Tomorrow Comes Today. Very good Tomorrow Comes Today. And I, I, I've I, said it before, you know, I'm not the biggest uh, Rhinestone Eyes fan, but I thought that once again, live, it really opens up and, uh, and I, and I kind of lock into it in a way that I don't on the record. So yeah. I was feeling it for sure. Damon was super locked into this performance of Rhinestone Eyes too. I mean, he went out into the crowd. He was really playing up those 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 scary gargoyles on a tower lines, and it was great to see him do it again. Definitely, lots of fun was being had. And then I got the joy of seeing for the third time a song that I didn't think I was ever going to see live after 2005. Every planet we reach is dead. dead. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know that I saw this as being too much different than the version we saw at the forum, but it was cool to see it again. It felt extra heavy and crunchy. Maybe it was a little louder, but I would say the two performances were about on par with each other. Definitely, but I think both of us had our, had a good head-turning reaction to this next song on the set that I thought was pretty exemplary as far as live versions of this song go. Oh yeah, absolutely the best 19-2000 I've seen. In fact, so good that I'd like to play a clip, but before I do... I do want to point out that to intro this song, David Alvard said, I'm going to play a very silly song next, and I need your help. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Really congealing in a way that it it doesn't typically. Damon's here we go voice has never sounded better. And they added a whole new kind of synth arrangement too that really helped lift it into the stratosphere. Super cool. Definitely a definitely a main set highlight in my opinion. And then I guess then we got our first big surprise of the festival. Only happened in LA, didn't happen anywhere else. Yeah, because they played humility and who came out to help them but George Benson himself. Let's hear a little of that. gonna lie a little clunky a little clunky right there i don't know dylan i I know george benson's getting up there in age and i know you said that you were talking some stuff about him looking like he was struggling up there but i think he sounded pretty good it it definitely sounded better with him than without him but but there was some what he's 75 whatever he's 75 what are you gonna do anyway another big highlight right after that when when the boys came out big very happy to see the boys trevor the boys being (laughs) de la soul of course and they played super fast jellyfish which of course yeah was a joy to see i like this one more than the one we got at the forum i thought it was like a little crazier a little looser it felt a little tighter to me if anything i just remember everybody in the forum being so hyped for super fast jellyfish that i could barely experience the song i was just 
too hyped up on the like excitement in the room. Like everyone was cheering so loud, it was almost hard to hear it. But like this time, I really locked into the performance. And I think De La Soul were a little more locked into this performance than... Yeah, well, I just felt like Paz in particular seemed like it was so second nature to him that he was just like willing to goof with it a little bit more than he did the first time we saw him. I don't know. It was really fun. It was really fun. This time they were smart enough to kind of direct the audience in that kind of live only section rather super than just... Super fast, jellyfish, going super fast. They let us through that instead of expecting us to know it from like the Plastic Beach Tour, which y'all remember nobody went to <laughs> yeah good point <laughs> then we got our sleepy section let's talk about the sleepy section oh god the sleepy section was extra long this time wasn't it i i don't think i've seen a sleepy section in a gorilla set this long because we got on melancholy hill el manana uh, neither in, on melancholy hill or el manana were doing a lot for me this time seriously i think you can cut el manana by now i know it was a single i know it's kind of a centerpiece on demon days but is it really anybody's like favorite song on that record is anybody really stoked to see it live even when i listen to demon days now i think it's it's kind of a yawn for me mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then fireflies has this been yeah i i don't remember them playing that in the earlier shows no. i've been on the record as being more of a fireflies guy than you i like fireflies and it was cool seeing it live but immediately something that popped in my head was hey by this point in the set haven't they usually played kansas or magic city usually Maybe it's coming. Maybe it's coming. But you know, they did end the sleepy section with, with a bang, for sure. Yes, because we got one of the most requested songs in that poll for some reason, as if they weren't already going to play it. Way to fucking screw the future on that one, guys. Broken. <laughs> All right, let's hear a little bit of Hypnotic Brass doing their thing on that cool extended outro of Broken. Sure. This was very nice, I thought. I thought that the brass sounded great. Absolutely. I mean, I remember seeing them do this version of Broken Live on the Plastic Beach Tour because I was one of the nine people who went to it. But it was it was so great seeing it again. They, it sounded better than ever, I think. Yeah, I thought it sounded really lovely. And, and I thought Hypnotic Brass like really filled the sound out and had a very striking presence. And they kind of left the stage still sort of playing a little vamp and uh, it was very cool that was a very nice touch yeah that's very charming i was a big fan of that that broken moment and then the guests kept on coming right because then next was uh pevin everett yeah a little bit of a parade of guests we had strobe light next which was a great performance he really rocked the house you know it was pretty much one-to-one -one, the performance that we saw at the forum nothing too different although he did have a new haircut that was pretty styling I will give them that. Next, they played Andromeda with Drom. Very hype. I thought the fact that Damon got us all bouncing for the choruses was great and really drove home the fact that although Andromeda in your head feels like a bit of a slow tune, it slaps pretty hard. It jams pretty hard. There's a quiet intensity to it that they really bring out live. I got to say, I don't think I enjoyed this performance as much as the one at the Forum last year, though. I was just going to say, I liked the festival energy for, we were getting from the crowd, but I thought that Damon and Drom like, locked into each other better at the Forum. I would say the exact same thing. No complaint when we finally got one Mr. Jamie Principal on stage. He just carries Hollywood <laughs> on his shoulders by this point, I think. Absolutely. And best dressed award of the night, hands down. And his strange kind of like half silvery lab coat, half dress. I couldn't quite pin which one it was, but he looked amazing. He sounded amazing. I loved his new ad lib when he started going, but I love her. But I love her. <laughs> so good. 
<laughs> he's a he's a real treasure. He's a real real treasure. What did you think of uh, this this little Sims performance? I thought it was solid. I'm actually in the minority of preferring the studio version of Garage Palace to the live one, but I. I'm like you. I like the studio one more too. But I thought that obviously this live performance she does has its crowd hyping function. And I thought maybe she was a little bit more like rehearsed in these verses and was able to do a little bit more kind of stagecraft running around doing things. Yeah, it was a great performance. Next, they played Stylo, which brought out not only uh, Paven Everett and Booty Brown filling in for Bobby Womack, of course, but a good friend of ours. Arthur himself took to the stage. He didn't get a big intro this time like he did at the forum, but he still came out, yelled a bit into his mic, and flopped around. But I gotta say, he was looking fucking styling up there, man. He was jamming super hard. The Jumbotron camera like couldn't couldn't get their eyes off him. They just shot him almost the whole time, I thought. But with no explanation or introduction, there must have been a bunch of confused people in that crowd. Oh, I'm sure, but who cares? He was so much fun. Yeah. He was so much fun. Noticeably absent. And this didn't bear well for later on in the set, I thought, was most deaf. Yeah, so we were really, we were concerned yeah. when we saw that. They'd sound checked sweepstakes three times, so we were feeling like there was a good chance most was going to be in the building. But yeah. when he didn't show up for Stylo, I just thought, oh no. The story I'd written in my head was like he was flying in from Brooklyn and fucking his plane got delayed. They had to make a game time swap and it was, I was feeling a bit bummed. You know, I wanted to see, I wanted to see sweepstakes and now I knew I wasn't going to get it because there was no most staff. So I was, I don't know, I just feel a little, a little bummed about it. <laughs> but we did have some mirth right around the corner. Right. Next they played <laughs> Dirty Harry. The guy standing next to us, his favorite song. <laughs> That's true. And I know that you and I shared a look. Uh, early on in that performance. If there is one thing that's not audible that I wish we could somehow make audible in this entire day, it was the look you and I shared when Booty Brown picked up his microphone and just started screeching that verse to Dirty Harry. How about if I play the clip and then you try to imagine me looking over at my shoulder at Trevor as Trevor looks over his shoulder at me and we share a look that communicates kind of like, whoa, geez. Yeah. louder than ever get that boy a monitor you know i i i know damon <laughs> likes to tell people stories and stuff sometimes to inspire like what he thinks are great performances do you think like before this tour he just took booty brown aside and he's like i'd like when you're performing dirty harry i would just like you to pretend that you don't have a microphone that the microphone <laughs> we've given you doesn't work you know dirty harry we we conceived it together as like an iraq war allegory i'd like to imagine that you're on fire from napalm <laughs> <laughs> booty jeez even like it, it felt like it's gotten worse as the tour <laughs> continued what if, like, God, I'm going to feel really shitty if it turns out he's, like, developing a hearing problem or something. Oh, no, right? Yeah. Like, what if what if it's, like, some straight-up, like, Star is Born Jackson Maine <laughs> shit where, like, <laughs> yeah. like, 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 he's got the buzzing in his ears and, like, somebody, like, walks up on him right before he goes on and they're like, hey, man, you good? And all ears, it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm straight. Booty, we love you. Please come on the show. Booty, please come on the show. And then, you know, Max and Sendstrom got his wish all over again 
when De La Soul came back out on stage to do Feel Good Inc. A very good performance of Feel Good Inc., I thought. One of the rare good live performances of Feel Good Inc. I liked the mixing. I liked the energy. I liked the weird, interesting new section at the beginning. You know, it just seems like in order to make Feel Good Inc. good, I think Damon had to make it interesting for himself again, and he clearly did, and, and, it, and it sounded great. I think that's a pretty accurate read on it. So rather than us revealing this next one, let's let Damon talk it up, because he, he, this was one of his moments of the night where he really tried to sort of reach out and connect with us. I thought we should let the man himself take the mic. Let's hear it from him. I just want to take a little, just a little breather here, just to thank everyone for coming, for all the people who've been planning this for months and months and months, the idea of taking a spirit like this, taking it out of LA to a new place for a lot of people, but a really traditional place for other people, joining people together, positivity, that's what this is all about. This song's for you. Vanity. That cheer is very special to hear, isn't it? Sure. The cheer of recognition before Sukai. Yeah. It's cool to hear that. I don't know, listening back to that moment, doesn't there feel... Doesn't there feel something almost like obligatory about the way Damon is is singling out the night where he's like positivity it's important thanks for doing this it's just like i don't know there's something there's something that's not quite connecting with me on an emotional level there i got to say i was also a little underwhelmed by how damon seemed to be treating the evening i mean we had a lot of lead up to this event as being the big send off for gorillas the end of gorillas many would say you know, from Damon's mouth himself, we're going away for like 10 years. It's the last chance to see us. We're so sad to be going away. Come to this thing. It's going to be super bittersweet. And at the shows leading up to this, he's been given these big farewell speeches talking about how important the band has been and how much he's enjoyed doing it and how close he's gotten to the fans and stuff like that. But the speech that we got was just kind of like, isn't it great that we're here at Demon Days? Yeah, that's that's a, I think that's a fair read. And there were heavy family vibes that night, but they were all kind of between the band. Yeah. Like, for example, on Andromeda, Shea and Damon shared a kiss, which was very, very sweet. Adorable. There was definitely a, a, a lot of love I could feel radiating between the band, but I, I didn't get the it's special that you're here with us feeling that I was hoping to get at least up to this point. Right. And then Damon decided to leave the set as he has been on this last leg with his sort of patented Damon Albarn chicken little moment. Let's hear that talk up, because I think this one's pretty interesting. This is definitely where Damon perked up a little bit, I think. So they say we got 12 years left. And a state like California has more chance of facilitating change than anywhere else in the world, really. So it's kind of up to you. I included that clip at the end there, Trevor, 
because uh, I loved how he was wagging his finger at us as he was <laughs> as he was doing that little no plastic refrain. What a fucking goon! <laughs> it made me it made me check my feet to see if I'd left a water bottle down Great. there. Great, he's he's doing his job then, I guess. <laughs> Good, good performance of Plastic Beach, I think. Interesting. Yeah. The song was sounding okay, but I, but it was interesting to see, because I, you know, I'd kind of interpreted its reintroduction into the set list as a pine or, a, or an olive branch being extended to phase three. It really, it felt more like Daddy Damon wanted to put a little lecture at the end of his set. Don't you think? A little bit, right? Yeah, especially with the finger wagging. But I liked it. It was interesting. I liked Great it. Great to see the song again. And that was, that was the main Demon Day set list. 22 songs. Let's hear let's hear in that let's hear in that moment how we were feeling about that set, okay? Sure. No big surprise from the main set. Very tame. George Benson. George Benson and, and uh, you know hypnotic rap on on Brogan. thinking you know we still got 45 minutes till curfew and it's their fucking festival maybe they'll just pay to go over maybe maxton was right maybe two encores what better place to throw all the uh surprises in than at the end in the encore right for sure so i was like hey that was that was basically the set we've been getting except for we got george benson and we got hypnotic brass which was very cool which was very cool no no kansas or magic city though feeling weird about that i i guess i in my head was thinking like is it possible that they moved one of them to the encore i don't know i'm not sure but whatever we we stood our ground we waited and eventually the boys came back out and they opened the encore as they have been typically on this leg of the tour with lake zurich and it was fun it was fun yeah delayed damon entrance and then he kind of uses it as a as an excuse to kind of point out each individual band member at one point he leans over gabe's drums and plays the little bells on it very fun that was a lot of fun i think he also at one point just kind of stood over gabe's drums and just started pointing down at him furiously as like look at this awesome guy Gabe is fucking awesome there's no doubt about it it was so nice seeing every member of that band again for sure and the extended curtain call that Lake Zurich was uh, offering was very cool then some very familiar synths started up and I'll just let you experience this in the moment with us how about And the crowd goes mild. So if it wasn't clear what was going on in that clip, the um, Gorillaz Live Band sat on the stage for five minutes while they played 90% of Stylo from tape, and everybody in the crowd just kind of hung out confused. Yeah. I mean, look, I saw somebody else who was at the festival saying, like, I wish people hadn't been so dead during sweepstakes. I was so hyped. And like, good for you. I'm super glad. I also love sweepstakes. I love sweepstakes. Nobody likes sweepstakes more than you. And nobody wanted to hear it more than you, I don't think. Most deaf being played from tape is its own special bummer. Yeah. On top of that, it's just almost none of the instrumentation is live. Yeah. I saw Jeff Wooten on stage with his guitar, but I could. He, it didn't look like he was doing anything. No. Eventually, Hypnotic Brass came out and they... They started adding in some live stuff, which was cool. They sounded good. They sounded good. But they sounded good on Broken, mm -hmm. you know? Like, do we really need a special second hypnotic brass moment? And if they were going to do something from tape with hypnotic brass, why not do, like, Welcome to the World of the Plastic Beach and, like, let everybody do the Snoop first or something? Seriously, put that big Snoop Dogg video up there. It was the head-scratcher of the night, and I don't understand why it was in that... Uh, 
that encore. Very confusing to me. I, I remember specifically thinking while it was being played, why is this happening? Very, very weird choice. And you could feel the dip in the energy in the crowd, for sure. Which is not something you want happening in your encore. No, but then we did get something that we were kind of hoping we would get that have, that has shown up in these last few gigs, uh, the North American dates. Yeah, what, what an interesting thing it was to see this, uh, a live performance of Latin Simone in 2018. It sounded pretty good, I thought. I thought it sounded pretty good. I didn't really like the way this one sounded live. It sounded kind of janky at the beginning. The instrumentation didn't sound as good as I was hoping, but I thought Damon's vocal sounded very nice. And then they brought up that coronet player. I believe his name was later Chapotin. I thought he did a great job on the track. And of course it was super, it was super cool was to great. see Damon do that verse too. And nice to see the Carrie Levy footage of Ibrahim up on the big screen. Definitely a cool thing to see. Next they played uh, Kids With Guns. Not too much to report there, I don't think. No, I think they brought out somebody from the back. One of the backup singers came out to the proscenium to do some vocals on the explosion section. She did like the Nana Cherry part. Kids With Guns felt like kids with guns it was fine it was good then the big surprise yeah the actual surprise of the night now we talked about it before but let's let's listen to this moment happen in real time because i think it's pretty special sure right we're gonna try a, uh, you know you know the way that like in california like you cross pollinate you do you really do you're very good at it these days and we're all very grateful for it so we're gonna try a bit of cross pollination now <laughs> this is really new and fresh to us. I did not witness it with my own two eyes and two ears and all my other senses. I would not have believed that Gorillas covered Song 2 by Blur at the Demon Days Festival. Definitely a bizarre, bizarre moment in history. Yeah. The question is, like, when, when inevitably Blur gets dusted off and, and trotted back out, are they going to fucking do Clint Eastwood? <laughs> 
they could get Phil Daniels out to do some park life instead of Dell's verses. That'd be something else. That'd be something else. I gotta say though, that was the most I've ever probably enjoyed song two. Definitely had a lot more fun with it than when I saw Blur play it live at the Hollywood Bowl a few years ago. Cool to see Graham. He came out smoking a cigarette and I think he put it out on an amplifier. Very rock and roll. Yeah. It was just cool to like scream sing it along with the whole crowd and just the added weird context of it being this gorilla's performance. And I love that little that little intro section was really cool too. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was kind of the last and only big surprise of the night. I mean, your prediction came true, which was cool. That's true, yeah. Before they played this last trio of songs, they brought out not only Jamie Hewlett, who I spoke about in the pregame episode about wanting to see present for this curtain call, but Remy Kabaka, which was also a nice touch. That was cool. That was cool. And he introduced them as the gorillas, which I thought was very funny. Yeah, yeah, because they are. They are. And, uh, and Jamie was kind of like, neither of them were mic'd, but Jamie was kind of like, you know, sarcastically aw shucksing at the, at the prospect of being on the stage. And it was cute. It was very cute. Then they played Clint Eastwood, Don't Get Lost in Heaven and Demon Days. No Dell on Clint Eastwood. No Dell on Clint Eastwood. I didn't, I gotta tell you. That was, that was a bummer. I didn't lock into any of these three performances. I thought Demon Day sounded better at the forum, mm-hmm. and I thought Dell from Tape was a missed opportunity. Yeah, you know, yeah. get a live, get somebody up there. Well, Sims was right there, and then and then they started unplugging gear, and and the Demon Days festival was over. Let's hear us right afterwards. <laughs> I think Dylan is underwhelmed. I didn't get that much of anything at all. Whoa! I was very unimpressed. Really? Whoa! I thought Damon seemed more checked out than he did at four. Wow! Demon days. Look, I don't want to. I don't want to spend the rest of this episode raining on your parade. This is my rainy parade, okay? And if you were at this festival and you had the fucking time in your life and all your dreams came true, valid. Your opinion is valid. Absolutely. But 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 as the lights went up, I was feeling an, a real I was feeling a real sense of of disappointment and i've been thinking it over and thinking it over and i think i've come a little bit closer to why but but i think we need to listen to our feelings in the moment first before i can kind of like bring present day clarity but boy i just was feeling like not like this you know like this is not the this isn't the ending that i was looking for um i will say i was in a fucking I was in physical misery at this point. I was ready to die. And I think I think our immediate we had three goals, okay? Our goals were to make contact with Arthur, yep. to find a place to sit down yep. and to process our feelings. We also wanted to see if we could meet up with GU and maybe get some closure on this whole uh free the sea campaign. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's hear us move towards that. Did Arthur call you or what happened? Uh he hasn't messaged me since I messaged him last. Got it. Should tell me they're great on stylo. <coughs> my legs feel like noodles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my feet and I, and feel I like... don't mean like they belong to a small eater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, my feet just feel like bloody murder right now. Yeah. Have a seat for a second. We just stood up for two and a half hours straight. Oh. So apparently, 
they spent four days teaching gorillas to play song two. That's, that's, that's what it seems like, yeah. 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 And that poll was nothing. The I poll guess was not. nothing. Unless they're going to do it in Mexico City. And Kilo Quiche was here just to do a Kilo Quiche body. thing. And you know, I remember we, we asked ourselves if they would play Kansas or Magic City. Kansas or Magic City. Maybe what, maybe the big surprise that Seattle Aiken was talking about was that they'd cut both of them. Maybe that's what he was so excited about. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't lock into that at all, really. I just didn't feel myself kind of like, I didn't feel reeled in by any of that. See, I, I don't know if it was the festival atmosphere. I don't know if it was the, the speakers here. There's something, like, I thought that the band has never sounded more full and alive. I, I, I would agree with Max. Yeah. I think this was some of the best performances I've seen. Ever. I thought some of the playing was really good. I, thought, I, I don't think 192000s ever sound better. In oh, that was life. definitely the best performance. My, my, one, my one and only gripe was that, that poor synthesizer man on Lake Zurich who didn't have his synth clocked at the right did thing, it, and it, it, he was doing the did it, did it, and it was off time. You know yeah. what I thought was quite underwhelming? Oh. Sweepstakes. This is going to sound harsh. But I almost think that was a pirate jet moment. The crowd did not seem to be feeling it. No, we didn't care. No yeah. one cared. Why would they? The band was like in silhouette, not playing their instruments. No, it would have been pretty cool hmm. if they had brought out little Sims on that one. Would have been cool. But they had to spend those four days learning song too. Yeah. Which, by the, the way, easiest song I can of blurs song. to learn. Okay, but let's let's appreciate the fact that we just saw gorillas. Yeah, yeah, we did. It was see definitely a, a fascinating moment. We definitely yeah. just saw Gorillaz play song two. And then Damon just felt like, I don't know, he didn't... I don't agree with you on that. You said he felt checked out. I don't think Not that. checked out, but, I, but I, I saw the footage of his goodbye speeches in some of these, these other gigs, mm-hmm. and it just, he wasn't there. He wasn't that Damon tonight. He was kind of like, kind of more like, hey, we'll see you in a bit. Are you, guys, are you guys uh, Halloween monkeys? We are. We are Halloween monkeys. Oh, hi. Hey. Hi. Welcome to the show. Wow. Hello. I'm hello. Hi. Um, wow. We have a story to tell because we were the people who camped out at... We, you were the Reddit post. Yeah. We got here like... So are you dead? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We thought like... Because like a couple of posts ago when they were posting about like about about Demon Days... Like, I saw, like, a couple people talking about camping out, and I was like, uh-uh, that's not happening. So we camped out since, like, 11 p.m., and nobody showed up until, like, 6 a.m. It was just you. You <laughs> so just had a so little... it was just us, but we got barrier. All, all, of the, all of the miracles that could have happened during a girls concert happened. Um... Um, Damon's gonna get a letter that I that I that I oh, that's, wrote he got it. He he's going to get it. Oh, he's going to get it. He's going to get it. And okay. one of the one of the stylo guys threw his glove at us, so here it is. Wow. There it is. Look at that. Yes. Uh, well, one of the stylo guys. I, I wonder know. if it was Arthur. Wait, was it Arthur? It was, Arthur. was it the guy in the big suit? Yes. Yeah, it was, it was Arthur. Arthur dog. That was Arthur. Do you guys want it? No, that's yours. No, that's, that's yours. yours. Okay. Please hang on. Okay. You deserve that. You, you camped out on it. Hell yeah. yeah okay. You earned that. Yeah. yeah. What did you think of the show? How did you guys like it? Oh, wow. I think that's probably... I don't... I mean, 
It's the best show I've seen from them. It's, cool. It's I the feel best, you. I think cool. it's the best show I've seen, period, in my entire life. That's amazing. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I, I watch your, or watch, I listen to your show all the time. It's, Thank you so much. Aww. Thank you yeah, so yeah, much. I, I was like listening, I was I was catching up on it like a few days ago, and I was like, huh, I, I, sh- I should tell this story to the Hollywood I'm so guy. glad that we ran into you. I saw your post. I saw your post on Reddit. I saw I saw you holding the, the audio recorder, and you snuck it yeah. in. Was it a hearing aid? No, it was, I got a press pass. We got a press Pass, so we didn't oh, have to official speak. this time. It's official. Officially here to adopt. It's nice to meet you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh my gosh, how that's cool! A, that's great. Aren't they great? They're great. They're so good. Thank you for thank you for putting your heart into this band, man, yeah. and coming out and, yeah. and camping out. You know, well, listeners yeah. like you are what makes like events like this possible. You know? Yeah, for sure. And like and like, I know nobody showed up till six, but that just means that's how much Except you love Gorillas. Yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That was, so nice uh, to meet you. Guys. Yeah. Thank you for your podcast and thank you for your infectious laughter. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's always it's always a pick me up. I love I love. Thank you. Your show. Thank you. So, that's so sweet. I can't. Wait to hear myself in. You're gonna hear yourself. You're gonna be hearing yourself in this episode. Pretty amazing. I love that moment when we are kind of cynically rehashing our disappointments and we get recognized Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the middle of it. It feels so much like it, you know what it it feels like you were having like an embarrassing family fight or something, and then (laughs) and then out of nowhere. Like, you know, a work friend showed up and you had to be like, oh, hi. Hey, what's up? It's very fun. <laughs> but I'm looking at the I'm looking at the curses and blessing tallies right now. I will say meeting up with Celine and Jesse, definitely a blessing. A much needed one at that point in the night, too. So thanks, guys. It's kind of wild that we somehow formed like a, a cosmic triangle. Arthur's glove, the first people to show up at Demon Days in our podcast, all forming a strange sort of polygonal shape, a spiritual polygon of some sort. Sure. But the curses are stacking up right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you, Trevor. Between no Kansas or Magic City, between nothing from the fall, between nothing from the list of that people had voted on. Except for fucking broken. Way to go, guys. Again. I can't count it. We already knew that Hypnotic Brass was going to be at the festival. They were going to play broken no matter what. I can't count it. Yeah. And just the general the general feeling of malaise. I got to say right now, it's not looking great. Curses to blessing ratio. As we wind this thing down. It's, it's quite likely we have a cursed episode on our hands here. I know. It's definitely a possibility, right? Yeah. Still with an eye on getting a hold of Arthur, I think there was one particular moment in the show that we really couldn't get over and it was that befuddling performance of sweepstakes let's listen to that i don't know why that happened why that happened i don't know why that happened it's like hey let's make a let's make an online poll where people can vote for the song they most want to hear but then we'll forget about it and we'll play one yeah. of one of the audiences like consensus least favorite for i guess i guess the the time where i felt like like Damon was most interested to be there was when he ended his main set lecturing us for destroying the planet. I disagree because he kept talking. I don't know. He was like, this, the, the spirit of love is here tonight. It's he true. said that a lot. He did say that. Like, I felt it. I don't know. I, I was, maybe I was in, his, in the palm of his hand. But like he, I, I, I bear witness to that spirit, dude. Maybe he was a little. Like the whole thing. Yeah. Maybe, like, you know, the emotional aspect of the event had him a little off his game. Maybe. 
Maybe. You know, like, it's one thing to get up there on stage and make big speeches about how you're going away yeah. and make a big emotional feel about it. But when you're actually going away, it might be... Yeah, it might have had, like, a dysphoric feeling set yeah. in for him or something. That's a good theory. I think that's a pretty strong theory. I, I would have loved to have been in Damon's head that night. I want to know what was going on. Me too. I wonder I wonder if there was more things behind the scene happening that we didn't know about too. But well, we had a bit of a disappointing night. Uh, some of our friends were getting up to some fun stuff. So let's check in with uh, GU's Ryan, uh, Hunts, and Zedzilla. Shortly after, they fucking interviewed Jamie fucking Hewitt. There's my guy. Hey. There's my other guy. Hey. You boys spoke... To Jamie Hewitt. I did. You spoke to Jamie Hewitt. Trip report. Give me an explosive right fucking now into um, this microphone, you piece of shit. They couldn't. <laughs> they tried to get a scene at the beginning of the trans video where Ace and Sudi have a conversation, but they couldn't get Cartoon Network to approve it. Really? Really? They had to review it line by line, and like they even had to approve how much Ace spoke, like each word. Did he tell you what they were going to? What talk they were about? talking about? No, he didn't. He mm. just said he wanted Ace to be yelling at Sudi. <laughs> Great. Wow. So what did you boys think of the show? They were, it was great. Oh, it was great. I, I think Son 2 was a highlight for me, actually. Amen. Surreal. <laughs> yeah. Strange that. moment. I will and never forget moment. that. I will never forget that. Not quite as much new genius as I was hoping for. Amen to that. As not quite as much Candace or Magic City. Not quite as, quite as much most death. Not quite as much now-now as a lot of people probably thought there would be. Not quite as much out of body. Yeah, that yeah, surprised me. Like, that? they had her here. Margate Demon Days was better, and I thought the form was better. I agree. Wow. Really? I agree the form was better. Here in the in the in the now now, which which set do you give it to? The Demon Days LA or the Forum in Inglewood? I gotta say, I think Demon Days had some tighter performances of some songs, like 192000 was sounding a lot better. I think Tomorrow Comes Today and Every Planet might have been sounding better too. But by landslide, the forum show was the more magical set, I thought. Me too. I agree. Yeah. And I I listened back to our little bootleg of it and I was like, there's some great playing here. But what was at the forum that wasn't quite there at that set, in my opinion, was just that extra spiritual, non-physical magic. And we should say that we felt this way before, like, we didn't meet Damon at the end of the night. No, yeah, of course. Yeah, this, like, post-show, immediately after the forum, we were like, oh my God, we just saw the best set of the tour. But here we were just kind of scratching our heads. I think Chicago was the best leg of the now tour just looking at it on paper huh. damon gave a speech and cried at the end he played shy town there was wildness happening in chicago that i don't think we got personally hmm. i do want to direct you to twitter.com slash free the sea one to hear that amazing interview that zed and ryan he is friends of the show gave with jamie hewlett it's amazing it's amazing that they sat down with that guy that's that's pretty cool you don't see that happen a lot so at this point we'd convened with our gu buddies and we really needed to track down the big cheese himself the fifth gorilla you know who arthur so that's let's hear that yeah, boys wow. yeah. yeah arthur was walking just chilling we were chatting with him as well what i tried to call that guy you know he was yeah he said you were trying to reach him he's like well i'm still gonna be here around if you want to if you want to talk oh talk cool to let's go find <laughs> arthur He's back he, where the, like, yeah, the, where the area like that, behind, uh, the, behind the, the gate, the Fort Braden gate. Behind which gate? That gate that's, like, when you're walking past through the, you know where the water bottles are? The refill station? The water refill station. So it's, like, there's that weird gate where the, all those security guards are right there. Yeah. Right next to it, that's where he walked through. Okay, okay. So call him. Hey. 
I love the Sean Ryder interview, by the way. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. We got another cool one coming soon. Okay, let's find Arthur. Let's go. Arthur Quest. Yeah, let's go find Arthur. I'm calling him. He's not answering. I thought they were going to try and find Damon and give him a seaside thing. I don't know what's going on with that. Is this uh, is this fish at Madison? No, is this fish at uh, the Hollywood Bowl? This is absolutely fish at the Hollywood oh. Bowl. Second live episodes are cursed. They really are. You not enjoy that set? I just didn't have a lot of fun. I didn't have a lot of fun. You think your hopes are too high? Do you think if you hadn't been expecting? No, I really, I really tried to. I really tried to just open myself to whatever I was going to get. I really did. Sweepstakes! You aren't the winner. Hang on a second, guys. Arthur supposedly was last seen in this area, this way. Arthur sightings. Hey. hey man, okay. we're trying to get over to the water bottle area. Yeah. We're closed. You're closed. It's a, yeah, it's a construction site now. Alright, man. We've gotta get up out of here. Try calling him again. Alright, I'll try calling him again. Good to see you. Can you bring it in? Bring it in for one of these? How'd you like the show? Good. Couldn't see shit from anywhere. Voicemail. Voicemail? Keep going to voicemail. I mean it rings, but then I get You wanna try to go around to the area? Let's this see, way? If yeah. Let's see if we can. We gloss over it in that clip. But I want to pause and mention that, you know, we ran into to Stewpot and Rotodisc again there at the end of that clip. And they were really our Demon Day spirit animals. Did you hear her voice when we asked how the show was? Rotodisc said, good. And then Stewpot said, couldn't see shit from where we were. Yeah, apparently the VIP seats weren't great. Yeah, they shelled out big, big bucks for that VIP seating. And you could only apparently really barely peer over the the sound equipment at the band yeah sorry guys sorry about that stew pot sorry about that roto disc yeah yeah uh arthur though so close but so far away he's he's somewhere and we're trying to wrap around trying to get into a rapidly closing off section of the of the campus to try and get to Arthur. I feel like back in the moment, I, sh I, f I feel like I knew that this was a fool's errand because Arthur seems to me to be the kind of figure who only shows up when you're least expecting him. You know, yeah. he'll find you. You never see a falling star when you're looking for one, you know? Yeah. Oh, guys, we're close. Got it. Okay. Not answering calls, not responding to texts, not easily found. Seems far for the <laughs> well, you know who did a really good job at this festival was Jamie Hewlett, who made lots of really beautiful art. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Lots of cool concepts. I agree. I've had a great time looking at it all. Day. All the design stuff was really good. The effigies were beautiful. Yeah. Ms. Deer, do you want to see what they're doing? Uh, sure. What you guys doing? Uh, we're hey. planning on going to hey. I know that. What did you think? Uh, uh we have to wait for the episode? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, you, uh, you guys are going to a Denny's. Do you guys want to get to, uh, go to a Denny's, or are you guys feeling really uh, tired? That's cool. Okay, well then let's at least like get a bunch of hugs. Yeah. Which one? I can spread some love around. Leaving us again? So yeah. Soon? I'm sorry, you. Congratulations on that fucking interview. Hey, uh, whatever, whatever we were feeling in that in that little post show moment, it was so lovely. All the, all the listeners, all the GUers we found were, were so lovely to see, so lovely to hang out with and talk to. Yeah, it was definitely worth going to that show just to see all of our friends again. And if the day had played out differently, we might have gone to Denny's, but I think we, I think we were all like... Yeah, I think we were all a little... About to die, about to die. Yeah. But we did get one more fond farewell with some very important listeners when we ran into one last time, Carmen and Saf. 
and also Saf's friend Audrey. So let's hear that. If he does New Genius in Mexico City, will you be pissed? Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. If he saved all the cool stuff for the final final show. Oh boy. Okay, we're parked around this way. That's where we are. I don't think they should have done the poll. Huh? I think the poll was a mistake. The poll was a mistake. Also, no song from the fall tonight. Wow. Yeah. Not a single one. Well, I mean, that's you, not man, exactly rare up. for a gorilla. Carmen. I know, but it's just. It's hi, Saf, Carmen. Bring it hey. In. We're both so exhausted. I don't know that there's a lot of post gaming happening in there. But we love you and we're so happy to see you. You look great, by the way. Wow. How'd you guys like the show? Great. It was fucking great cool oh God, was... i saw you with sims that was insane thank you oh, i was tried he tried to score us i tried interview. to get an interview with her uh but she would not look up at me so and i'm also like my feet are bloody yeah i really yeah. want to go home <laughs> i want to take a shower and lay down sounds nice yeah yeah all right you want to you want to split yeah we got to go yeah. we're gonna die yeah. we're about to die lovely seeing you guys we're 70 oh. years old We've liked this band for such a long time. I'm gonna go home. Okay, we're taking. I'm gonna go home. We're going home. <laughs> Friends, do you remember last year we were walking to the car and we like freestyled the end of the episode? Yeah. I feel like this year, I need to let this sit for a few days yeah. before oh. I know how I want to end this episode. Yeah, me too. I, it's gonna be interesting when we get in the studio yeah. and kind of have to decide what spin we want to put it on. It sure is, man. But regardless of what the show is like. I had a great time seeing you, Dylan. I had a great time, I had a great time you. seeing you, Max. I had a great time seeing both of you guys. Yeah. You're the best. You no. guys are the absolute fucking best. Like, regardless of what was or wasn't played or how good it was or wasn't, I was just happy to see you guys. It was a stone cold pleasure. It was Damon, Damon could have drawn out the intro of M1A1 for three hours, and I still would still have been it would have been worth visit. it for you Amen. guys to be here. Still would have been a beautiful man, visit. Y'all. Fucking love you guys. That's that's not that's a nice that's a nice note to end the night on, I think. But but here's the here's the clarity I've come to in the in this last, you know, kind of week of processing, Trevor. All of these misadventures with the set list, we could have gotten the exact set list that we'd gotten. Maybe Sam's that sweepstakes, because I thought that that was really, there was kind of no excuse for that sweepstakes. It was a low moment. But we could have gotten that whole set list exactly how we got it. And I feel like I would have been totally satisfied if the one big promise I was holding in my heart had not been broken. I wanted this show to feel like the payoff of these two phases. I wanted this show to feel like the end of the phase, the way that it had been sold to us as, and the way that, in a way, the text of the Now Now sells this festival as as coming back through one last time on on your way out and instead i we got something else we got something else we got we got a particularly big gorillas show yeah yeah ultimately it wasn't that quiche didn't do out of body line last time it wasn't that we didn't get anything in the fall it wasn't that they skipped over the pole it wasn't that most deaf wasn't there it wasn't that they spent four days teaching gorillas to play song two and that was it <laughs> no it was what it was is that it didn't it didn't feel like the punctuation mark of a set that i was hoping it would be and you know just like you cried for chicago damon just fake it yeah yeah <laughs> just fake it for us yeah it didn't it didn't feel like the special event we were kind of promised but we trudged back to the car we we gathered our wits and then maxton cued us one last time to take inventory of this day so let's hear that moment. can we can we quickly catalog a list of lies 
that we were that we were expecting today. Just quickly, there was the geep. The geep wasn't there. Okay. The geep uh-huh. wasn't yeah. there. Um, <clears throat> we never saw Arthur. Never saw Arthur. Nope. No, no. Although he was a joy on stage. He yeah. was fantastic on yeah. stage. It was great to see him again during Silo. What else didn't we get that we thought we were going to get today? 35 song set. Yeah, no, th- no 35 song set. That was a lie. Nothing from the fall. Nothing from the fall. Nothing the, from the pole. The pole was a lie. And then Kansas and Magic City, the that question too. of which of which we were going to get. <laughs> that too, that was a lie. Education. That body is such a strange omission. Yeah. I was really looking forward to whatever Kilo Keisha's costume change was going to be. Mm-hmm. Most death, that was the other time. Yeah, most death yeah. wasn't there. Yeah. That was a lie. It was crazy that we were promised a bunch of things by gorillas and we didn't get them. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a fitting way for the project to say farewell. Yeah. <laughs> In its own unexpectedly sad little punchline way. Well, perhaps true. Yeah. So we kind of, we parted ways. We, we said our goodbyes, you know, shared our knowing glances. And then I checked out of the hotel the next morning and I, I, went on my own weird little calling you out from isolation on my way back home i went to go see my grandfather in long beach uh and he's a pretty important guy to me in my life and uh he's been fighting cancer for a few years and it's taken that turn that cancer takes when you're 88 years old and you know you've had a good run and it's in his bones and his lymph nodes now and uh He's not awake for so much of the day, so there was definitely this feeling that this is probably the the last meetup. And I and I went to visit him at his condo in Long Beach, and I made sure to bring the tape recorder just because I wanted to make sure that I just had a document of that for myself. But I also thought, like, hey, these feelings I'm processing, I should ask my grandfather for his take. You know, he's a, he's a wise man. He he knows a lot. He might be able to kind of help you. Reckon with the way you're feeling with this disappointment of this gorilla set list. Let's hear. Let's hear if he gets me any any clearer, any closer to the truth. The podcast they're bringing yeah. to us. I was uh, I was down here to document a, a music festival, which was boiling hot, and we were on our feet all day. So it was where Pico Rivera Sports Arena. Pico Rivera Sports Arena. It was interesting. You know, I was actually thinking about asking you a question. Pulling on your wisdom for that episode. Would you mind if I if I ask you something for the? I podcast? can't imagine what you might ask well, me festival, that I might what know. What festivals is? So so if you're really looking forward to something, you're really excited about something, and then it doesn't happen, and you feel that disappointment, and you know you kind of built it up in your head how it was going to be, and it wasn't like that. Is that is there any lesson or value to be gained from that experience, or is it better to just never have built your hopes up in the first place. Yeah, don't don't get your expectations too 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 high. Right. But then but then when you're when you're in that post disappointment kind of sighing like, oh I wish that it had been like I just wonder if there's anything valuable at all to that experience. Go with it punches i don't know what you know right good in something i don't know how bad could it have been it wasn't bad it wasn't bad but of course you know so welcome to the world welcome to the world indeed yeah (laughs) welcome to the world of the plastic beach i'm glad you said it because i was going now yeah well i got it there in the moment they looked at me blankly not comprehending at all is it is it better to have loved and lost than never to have loved it all? That is the question. You know what? Here's the thing. This is a classic 
journey versus destination conundrum. Yep. And let us not forget how fucking amazing these last two years of gorillas that we were never owed, that we never expected, that we got anyway, have been. We got two amazing albums. We got a giant world tour. We got a Damon Albarn who was reinvigorated with love for this band that he maybe at one point was a, a little over, thought himself to be a little bit better than. And, and we got all this great output, and it was so special to share it with you on this podcast. Like, I got nothing to fucking complain about. Absolutely not. I could not have had a better Phase 5, all things considered. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And, like, so the big festival, so long, farewell, wasn't literally everything I hoped it to be. Well, you know, oh well. Big fucking deal. What is? What, what is exactly? What is exactly? And you know what? Right now I'm looking at a, a list of blessings and a list of curses and whatever this festival turned out to be, this is this is an amazing band and this has been an amazing chapter of that band story. I think you you kind of pointed to it when you said like it all kind of comes down to Arthur, right? Like when you're when you expect Arthur, he doesn't show up. When you least expect Arthur, that's when you get Arthur, right? Right. And there's there's something similar, you know, I'm just kidding, this isn't an analogy. We got Arthur. Let's listen to the Arthur interview. Yeah, let's 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 give him a call and, and see how he enjoyed the festival. Hello, Arthur. It's Dylan from Hallelujah Monkeys. How you doing, man? Okay, what's the word? The word is, I'm so sorry that we didn't catch up with you at Demon Days. It was such a busy day, right? What happened when you would text me or the phone ring, I would there'd be so much noise I didn't hear. It's damn hard to hear a phone at a, at a music festival. I don't blame you. Yes, but hey, we're talking to you now, and that's what matters, right? Yes, sir. Well, before we even get into the festival, I know that... Since we had you on the, on the show like a year ago, our listeners, you've really built up like a little a little cult of admirers, and I know that they they want to know how you've been over the last year. Has it been a good year for you, or a or a bad Arthur year, or something in between? It has nothing to do with me. I just happen to be here by His grace and His command to do whatever He wants to do with the power that runs the universe. That I was able to get some of it. Like the sun has way more power than me. You do strike me as very powerful. I guess I guess I would say you're probably not as powerful as our sun, but you do have some power, that's for sure. Praise God. Yes, sir. I just have to be humble, that's all. Has has life kind of gotten back to normal for you, or are you still kind of coming down from that whole festival experience? Man, I became down. I I came down from last year. <laughs> <laughs> You got any behind the scenes festival stories for me? Any any interesting interactions you had back there? Uh yeah, Erica Badu. Tell me, tell me. I've I've heard her name in hard times, you know, but I'm always just a really more to God, but she's a very, very, very high spiritual godly woman to me. I never met her, but I was able to be about four feet from her. Now saw her, she was like anyone who's ever been great in the world, Dylan. Anyone, they, all of them came from a woman. That's true. All That's of true. them. The Beatles, they came from a woman. Rolling Stones came from a woman. Gorillas came from a woman. Erica Badu came from a woman. Everybody. What about when you went on stage during Stylo at the festival? How was that different from when you did it last year at the Forum? I was just blessed to be able to do what I did. Anybody might have been a little higher, man. I don't know. I can't really, I can't really say because both of them were great. One was outdoors and one was indoors. That's More true. More people were at this. It must have been it had to be like twenty, thirty thousand people, man, at least. I would almost say that this time it felt like it felt like at the forum it was like 
this is Arthur, he's doing Arthur's thing, he's, he's up there, he's got all this energy, and then this time it was like, Arthur's ready to be in the music video, this guy's a professional up there. Yeah, look here, man, I kicked it off in high gear up there, man, I had a ball, man. When I hit the same day, the day I came in town, I went to a sound check. I hope you didn't ride your bike all the way to Pico Rivera. I hope you had a car. No, man. I got lucky, man, and got a ride this time. Dude. Yeah, but yeah. I did ride a bike part of the way. I rode across town to get a ride. Okay, well, there <laughs> you, you go. You got a golden mind, dude. Oh, I, I'll never forget any anything about Arthur. I got a steel trap for Arthur information. Man, look here. The sound check was, was bad. Man, when James King said, Arthur, that dude doing a sound check, a sound check, he said, Arthur, why don't you come on tonight and do style? I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. When we saw each other, we were very, very happy and agreeing, seeing each other, man, and grabbing and hugging. And uh, uh, Jamie Hewitt, his son, Jamie, even Jamie, man, the cartoon. Oh, man, Jamie is way out there. <laughs> man, look here. Man, I was so happy to be there, man, with them, just seeing them with their families. That's what kicked me all the way into gear. Damon's been, been going on and on about how the at the end of this tour, which uh, actually as we're recording this is tonight, Gorillaz might be going away for a very long time. Now, now, did he say anything about that to you? Or or do you have any like personal predictions about when we might have Gorillaz come back into our lives again? Well, it, it could be maybe next year, maybe. You think maybe? Like a year off, maybe? I mean, I, I, saw, I can say that much. Do you think... Damon might be back next year, or the whole Gorillas act might be back. What do you think? He makes things, and he's almost like not like God, but he whatever he's already being created. What he does, he goes into the creation and makes other things out of creation. He's got the spark. He's got the spark. Yeah, Damon goes into creation and pulls out of it the sound. He's like the sound master. And, and, his, and his friend Jamie, his co-partner Jamie, to be able to make cartoons to go with the music. Come on! I know nothing like it in the world. Only Gorillas. Nothing like it. They're, they're the baddest band that's ever been. They're better than the Beatles and Rolling Stones. I'm with you, Arthur. I don't disagree. Without a doubt. You know, another thing that people ask me a lot about on that episode that you were on last year at the forum, you mentioned, you know, that you that you know of the of the earthquake, the flood that's going to come to the the West Coast and could, you know, really cause a lot of problems for people, a lot of destruction. And yes, sir. You were working hard to try to hold it back, and I wondered if you had yes, sir. if you had any updates about that flood or anything else that we need to be aware of for our future, for our safety. Well, you got to look at it like this. The best thing you can do is you get a chance, go on NOI.org and go look for Elijah Muhammad's book called on How to Eat the Live, Fall of America, Our Savior Has Arrived, and Message to the Black Man. They're, they're books about... Man. I actually read How to Eat to Live based on that KRS-One song. Are oh, you cool? Just the fact you read that book is good. Because look, if war comes in or, or some kind of war with God or famine hit the land and you can't get food and meats and things, you will not be able to take it. You won't be able to, not, you won't be able to eat. I eat one meal a day between four and six. I want to know what, what that meal looks like for you. What do you eat? What's your typical daily meal? Beans. The small white navy beans with onions, garlic, bell peppers, celery, anything I can put in it, blend it up, tomatoes, and put it after I cook them real good and blend it, and then drink it. Yeah, you can drink it or you eat them however you want. And you put it in a blender, and, the, and you can strain it if you want to, or you put it in a food processor. And what you do, you drink the beans, you drink like the, almost a whole pot of bean soup. What the beans do, it, it takes away the radiation out of your body and, and detoxes your body. 
Interesting. Interesting. Do you think a lot of people have a lot of radiation in their bodies? Oh, yes, sir, because they got watches on their, on their hands. They got TVs in their homes. You know, Arthur, I wanted to mention right after the set, we spoke to a young woman who had caught the glove that you threw from the stage during your performance of Styler. What? Are you for real? Yeah, I'm totally for real. Her name is Celine, and I was hoping you could say a special message to her because I know she's listening to this right now. Yes, yes, yes. Celine, to your grandparents and to your parents, what a wonderful child they have raised to be part of this world here. And I thank you for having a hand to catch a hand. You know, you're okay. You hold on to that glove and just do the right things. When you make a decision with your hands, make all your touches good touches. You know, and the glove will always be there as a symbol of God. I really think that glove found her out of all those people. You know, she actually showed up and lined up outside of the venue at 11 p.m. the night before. She was the very first one in line. Wow. Are you, you made that up. I'm not making it up. And your glove that you threw in the air at anybody, it happened. She happened to catch it. Isn't that incredible? So that's how it goes down. That's how it goes down, man. Hey, let me tell you a story, man. Let me tell you a real story. Please. You know, when I was on the stage with the Gorillas doing Silo, I was running around trying to give all the different band members, like, uh, you know, just running up to them like, hey. But I, I didn't go to the left side of the stage where Jesse, the keyboard player, and the other drummer, Gabriel. Man, look, I was so excited. I just got, I, not on purpose, just, just too excited and happy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so what it was, it hurt me. It hurt me so bad. I couldn't even sleep the God. I couldn't even sleep the whole oh. night till the next day until I was able to see him on Monday morning. And I was there and I asked God, I said, God, I need to see four people. I need to see Jesse, I need to see Gabriel, I need to see uh Craig, and I need to see Damon. I called a, a Uber all the way up to the hotel. And I got out of the car, walked into the lobby, guess who was standing in the lobby? Jesse was standing right there. There he was. All by himself. So I turned around and guess what? Jesse walks here, is going upstairs. I turn around and Craig walks up. There's number two. I said, No. So I tell the Craig, so then Craig walks up to you know, get the band members on the bus and getting them together. Look, I go to the to the counter, I say, Look, I said, You call Gabriel's room. They call Gabriel's room. He said, Well, his line busy means that he's not in his room. So okay. I turn around, he walked out the elevator. <laughs> I said, Shut up, I don't believe this. So about twenty, thirty minutes later, Damon comes down. See Damon, we take a couple of chapter pictures together, man, as a brotherhood. He's a real brother, father to me, man. Damon is really, he really is a cool dude. It happened, man. You know, so much happened, man. Miracles, miracles everywhere. Right? Like, the, like the lady catching the glove. Like the lady catching the glove. Who could, who could imagine something like that? Really? Oh, boy. You're a very special member of the Gorillas family, and I hope you also consider yourself a member of the Hallelujah Monkeys family. I'm a, I'm a Hallelujah Monkey. I'm gonna call you if Dan touches you, man. Really. Anytime you want to come on the show, you just let me know, man. Anytime. Man, you call me. Call me anytime you want me to come on. Just call me. I will. Everyone in the world, the, the Monkey world, I said Gorillas. <laughs> gorillas. All right, bye, Arthur. All right, peace out. Oh my God, perfect. What a perfect like annual dose of Arthur. An Arthur update. <laughs> if you will <laughs> it had everything you could have wanted yeah my favorite part of that interview by far was learning that he eats one meal a day consisting entirely of beans <laughs> that he drinks <laughs> <laughs> but there's
there's so much good stuff in there. He co- him coming out and saying they're better than the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Yeah. I mean, just like what a blessing. Yeah. What a, what an absolute blessing <laughs> to hear from Arthur to get everything he could possibly want. And I, I'll say right now, uh, official on the level of a Max and Sandstrom, unofficial Hallelujah Monkey. He can be on this show anytime he wants. Yeah, Arthur, please. You're always welcome. Anytime. Anytime. (laughs) Well, Dylan, I think the blessings are about to overtake the curses, but we're not done yet because considering what a mixed time we had at Demon Days, I thought it would be, I thought the right thing to do, a fun thing to do would be to prepare a little surprise for you, my beloved co-host. That's so sweet. I don't know what it is. I'm anxious as I always am about surprises, but I'm ready to hear whatever it is you've done. Well, you'll remember back in our pregame special, uh, we came up with a list of predictions and more than predictions, things we would like to see happen at the show. Oh yeah. Mine was Jamie Hewlett being present at the curtain call and you know, my my girl's dream came true. We got to see him up there on stage with Damon at the last minute, taking his bow, getting his due. It was a very sweet moment. Your uh, wish was a little more far-fetched and out there, although <laughs> I think it was based on some rumors we had actually heard. You wanted Damon to perform a little song he wrote, especially for the occasion, just saying goodbye to the fans and the bands. A kind of, I believe you called it like, goodbye to gorillas, the song, if you will. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and Dylan, because I I care so much about you, and I was so kind of bummed out to see you have such a mixed reaction to that set, I thought I could do, you know, what I could. So I have written for you, Goodbye to Gorillas, the song. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, I'd, I'd, and I'd like to perform it for you here on this episode of Holly Monkeys, because I think every live episode of the show needs a musical number. Oh, God, yes. Please. Please do, Trevor. Right. Save my gorilla's dreams. All right, hang on. I, Jamie, are you ready with the drums? <laughs> cool. All right, hit it. I went to see a show last week Out in East L.A. Giant music festival. They called it Demon Days. The ending of Gorillas. They'd really raised the stakes. Just one more great big live show before their little break. <laughs> we got there early in the day and picked up our press pass. Met friends we hadn't seen for months While sweat dripped down my ass The sun beat down upon us Our feet they hurt like hell But still we stood around all day To bid that band farewell (laughs) By gorillas Your last show Made me feel like I don't know Expectations They were high now it's time to say goodbye goodbye damon goodbye jamie things just will not be the same we had some good times had some laughs murdoch nichols took a bath goodbye tootie goodbye noodle all that's left to say is toodles goodbye russell Goodbye, Ace. So sad that we're parting ways. Goodbye, Dayla, Booty Brown. You never turned your 
vocals down Cast Brown left a while ago But we still miss him Hope he knows Goodbye Snoop Dogg Goodbye Pevin Hope you don't get lost in heaven Okay, Dylan, I, I need you to help me with this last part, all right? Okay. The only lyrics are by gorillas, but I'd like you to join in. Okay, okay, well. Good. By gorillas, 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 by gorillas. Uh, Trevor Igrath, you beautiful, you, you saint, <laughs> you godlike creature. I gotta say, writing it was the easy part. The hard part was teaching Jamie and how to play the drums. Listen to this sound. This is the sound of me deleting all of the curses from my curse tally, because this was truly a blessed episode. <laughs> What a wonderful gift. My Demon Days gift to you, Dylan. <laughs> Legitimately, that was so beautiful. I, I I laughed, I teared up. It was perfect. And that was that was Howl You Monkeys Live at Demon Days. Sure was. And uh, and you guys are the best listeners the two podcasters could ever hope to ask for. And uh Gorillas, still the best band in the world, still better than the Rolling Stones and the Beatles, you know, put together and to- <laughs> That might be the end of the band for now, though, but it's not the end of Howling Monkeys. God bless. Fuck no. Because uh, we got we got some big things on the horizon. We've got another big interview that's going to be dropping in just a few days. Look forward to that. It's it's going to be it's going to be very sweet, very charming. I think you guys are really going to like it. <laughs> Me too. And uh, and then there's some other very large things off in the distance. And then you know it came up a couple of times in this episode in passing. But didn't we didn't didn't the Hallelujah Monkeys with with bonus you know, unofficial monkey, Max and Senstrom all convene in one Charleston, South Carolina, a scant month and a half ago or so for a very, very different, very potent gorillas related experience, Trevor. Yeah. Yeah. And we haven't really sat down and reviewed those tapes yet, but I, I, we have another live episode coming down the pipe that I think is really, it's going to be a fun filled extravaganza that kind of makes up for the disappointment fest. That was the demon days, uh, experience. I can't even, I can't even tease it more than that, but boy, gorillas happened in South Carolina that weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Just look forward to the fun adventures we have as the band winds down. Our podcast has never been stronger, and we love you guys, and we love each other. In the words of Arthur, may Howley Monkeys always be strong. And in the words of Arthur, go to NOI.org and download Elijah Muhammad's books. <laughs> where where else should our listeners go online, Dylan? Maybe if they want to find us? Please go to hallelujahmonkeys.com and check out all of our links to the Discord, to the social media. Definitely also go to patreon.com slash hallelujahmonkeys. Now's a great time to become a, a member of the Patreonkeys Club 
at a dollar or more to get access to all of our premium content. We're going to be opening those gates again soon for new album submissions. So keep your ear to the ground on that one. Totally. And you can follow Dylan on Twitter at Dylan Flynn. And you can follow Trevor on Twitter at Trevor Ickrath with all the vowels taken out. So it's T-R-V-R-K-R-T-H. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I guess all that's left to say now is that I've been Trevor Ickrath. I've been Dylan Flynn. Don't get lost in heaven. Demo in days. Demo in days.